0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 113 of the Whatevery Show. This episode is called Sister Wives. <laughs> That's topical. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll get to that later. But um, there's a lot to come <laughs> in this show, I think. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, we haven't recorded in probably a good 3 or 4 weeks. Uh, these show notes we we've, we've basically not really updated for the last Week after Infinity War was the so.
1: last one that we recorded. So, yes. And we didn't actually do a regular show then. It was just an Infinity War
0: yeah, yeah. breakdown. So this is this is going to be a little bit like if you're like first off I don't think anybody listens to the show for like breaking news. This is going to be some 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 stuff is going to be a little bit dated, but I think I think it's gold because some of the stuff I, I think we can't not talk about. Like we, we've yeah. got to get our piece in there somewhere
1: on some of it. Yeah, but we're sure. gonna we're gonna freestyle quite a bit today too. I think so. Just, I think there's gonna be a little bullshit. like,
0: a, like a, you know, going commando on this one, just free balling, gonna you know, see how it turns out. You know. Um, so uh, some things we're definitely gonna talk about. Uh, TJ Miller being crazy, I think, is gonna come up a little bit. I
1: mean, I don't see why we wouldn't. <laughs>
0: um we've got some uh, a, a theory about uh, red skull and the soul, soul stone we're gonna hit briefly uh this is gonna be definitely old news and i think everybody basically is even the russos i think at this point have decided this is true um i do want to talk briefly uh or at least a little bit about uh, beth schwartz um she's the new showrunner for arrow um god damn it's about time somebody else came to run that thing um alison mack uh, you know Chloe from Smallville, sweet, cute little innocent cute Chloe. Well, it turns out she's uh, charged with sex, sex trafficking, um, and she's part of the big old cult.
1: That's fun. We'll talk about that. I think, yeah, have we? I think we might. We, have we talked about, talked about, about, about it when bit, it was yeah. alleged. Um, she hadn't actually been charged yet. Now, now it's official. Like, oh yeah, she's, she's been charged. charged for sure now.
0: Um, Batwoman is coming to the Arrowverse.
1: Yeah, that can't go wrong.
0: No, definitely. They definitely haven't screwed over any other characters, so there's no problems there. Um,
1: Although, I, new showrunner? Maybe.
0: And I can't imagine how there's an entire episode where she's just not like, you know, you seem really a lot like this guy that I know, but I can't mention for contractual reasons. You know, Ollie, you, you do seem like you're, you seem a lot like this guy, uh, Bat Dude. I can't remember what his name is, whatever. Uh,
1: Shh, Fox will sue us.
0: Yeah, super us. Yeah. Um, we got some music news. Um, A Perfect Circle came out with, like, a month ago. Um, Actually, at this point, it's literally a month ago, because I think it came out on the 20th of April, 420. Um, Eat the Elephant by A Perfect Circle. Uh, New album first in, like, I don't know, fucking 14 years or something like that. Yeah,
1: Perfect Circle hasn't recorded in a long time.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you've listened to it, but i got some thoughts, and I want to get those out there. I have not listened to it
1: yet. I, I could, but I haven't
0: yeah it's theoretically possible as are all things with jesus um anyway watchmen um we got some watchmen news uh we we have mentioned before watchmen is going to be an hbo adaption um we've got some news about that and uh finally my favorite piece of news that i want to talk about a little bit is um the expanse um somehow sci-fi managed to fuck up a, a, the golden goose and uh, Am- and that's working out in amazon's favor because amazon's picking up the expanse um so we're going to be back with all of that and more in just a moment
1: All right, let's get in there. Um, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the show out on a downer. I love it when you do that. Uh, this is this is just because this is breaking news as of today, um, and we do talk about the WWE quite a bit um, on this show, professional wrestling in general. Um, and one of the reasons that uh, we talk about that is because I'm a huge fan, and I'm a huge fan, um, based largely on the fact that uh, I had a really good friend that I grew up with. Uh, we're still super good friends these days um, as well, but. Uh, we watched it together, and and that was largely based on the fact that his dad was a super huge fan. Um, and he passed away today, sadly, after being in the hospital for, uh, almost two weeks, um, following a heart attack. Um, and this is one of those situations that's it's tough for me because, um, not only was he kind of like the reason that I am a a, a pro wrestling fan in general, but also. Uh, my dad and, uh, well, my parents were divorced, uh, when I was growing up, and I didn't see my dad a ton when I was younger, especially, um, because of his commitments in the military and this, that, and the other thing. Um, so I, I didn't really have a dad growing up, um, in the traditional sense, and my buddy, uh, definitely did. And, um, it's, it's sad to see somebody lose something that is normal to them, even though it was completely abnormal to me, but, uh, frank you'll be missed um i just wanted to mention that at the top of the show just because it's important and uh it you know who knows yeah
0: i gotta say a little bit of thanks too because like although i did get into the wwe initially for different reasons like the only reason i'm paying attention at all now is mainly because you which sounds like it's mainly because of him so you know it's it's weird how we all have influence over you know people
1: yeah so i mean if you're mad at your dad, uh, you know, whatever. I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure you got reasons, but, uh, don't stay mad too long because they may not be here tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that
0: was deeply depressing. <laughs> now for some fun stuff. Now let's um, talk about
1: Eddie's sister wives.
0: <laughs> uh, no, that doesn't really have to go in. Um, we, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going in. There's nothing there. Um. <laughs> There's nothing there that I will uh uh you know claim in
1: a court of law. You um, keep marking it. I'm gonna, just just going to keep repeating <laughs> sister wives all through the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess the short of it is like my my sister-in-law is going to be staying with us for a
1: while and uh that's the whole thing, uh, really so. Um who, who has babies or one and another one on the way and that's going to be fun because Eddie was just commenting to me the other day He's like, "You know, I'm really tired of there not being child locks on everything in my house."
0: Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite things about having babies, of which I'm a big fan. Everybody that knows me knows that I love babies, even my own, uh, especially my own. I loved I loved when they were babies, and I wasn't super happy at all when they stopped being babies. Uh, but yeah, there's babies again. It's mostly not that bad, uh, because the, the the fun thing that's different now is that baby's not my problem. They're not your babies. That's yeah. not my problem. A kid eats some Play-Doh, Play-Doh or something like that? Not my fault. I didn't do that. I didn't I. I didn't let the child eat Play-Doh. I'm not their parent. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I probably
1: shouldn't do that there, right? I don't think you should give the child Play-Doh to eat.
0: Oh, well, we're not supposed to give it to them. Well, okay. Well, now I guess that's I mean, good. if
1: you happen to be playing with Play-Doh, I guess, and forget to put it away.
0: I am learning a lot in this episode, <laughs> so that's fun. Um, all right. All uh, right. So, speaking of old news, um, we do have the final Deadpool trailer, which is going to make it to the show notes. We're not going to really go over it right now, I think, because uh, you folks have already probably seen the movie at this point. Um, we haven't. We haven't. We suck. We do. Uh, I think plans must have fell through for both of us because we, we talked briefly about going like on opening weekend and then I couldn't go and you must not have been been able to make it for whatever reason. Oh, it was my
1: reason. birthday weekend and shit just went south. Like not, yeah. I had a great birthday and whatnot, but just like the way that things were timed just weren't conducive to me going to see a movie. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is yesterday I was, I was in my house alone completely by myself all day because the wife and kids went to a wedding and I mowed the lawn. And I did some dishes, and I'm sitting around, and I'm like, you know, I could go see a movie. Maybe yeah. I'll go see a movie, because I got the movie pass. Mm-hmm. And then I got drunk and played World of Warcraft instead. <laughs> As so many of
0: uh, either of our stories end, um, yeah. got drunk and played video games. So, um, yeah, I haven't seen it, and I, I, I don't want to delve into the Deadpool trailer too much. But the other piece of follow-up news we have here is that uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, said that TJ Miller will not appear in Deadpool 3. Um, uh, wait Deadpool 3 I think I know, it might have been Deadpool 2 and maybe I'm just I should no actually, he's totally in Deadpool 2 he is in Deadpool 2 yeah okay so that must have been
1: like in the, in the headline is Deadpool 3
0: uh, okay yeah, yeah that which makes sense I don't
1: even know if there is going to be a Deadpool 3 but
0: I'm assuming it's well first it could off, be X-Force there is going to be something with Deadpool in it
1: that, I assume it's going to be X-Force though
0: it, yeah definitely I think an X-Force movie is coming pretty soon but um yeah so TJ Miller told, turns out dude's fucking crazy
1: <laughs> Um, I know he's been going through some things. Uh, um, definitely some things. There's some allegations against him, uh, that I guess his wife has been sticking by him and they're, they're riding the, this is completely made up bullshit train. Um, but what I also it, feel
0: like it's not though, is he definitely did call in a bomb threat. Uh, and I can't remember, I think it was to like an Amtrak or something like that, but.
1: you know here here's the weird thing like go back and listen to him on the nerdist podcast from like six months ago or maybe longer than that because it was before fucking um the emoji movie came out yeah um and he it was a really solid interview with him um, and chris hardwick and whatnot like to the point where like hey man this tj miller guy sounds all right like i'd like to hang out with this dude (laughs) turns out maybe not no Um, um
0: I, I'm actually this one has me a little bit concerned because although he's been a weird dude like he's a weird dude in a way that I could easily explain with like he's on the right kind of meds right now and like a lot of his behavior could be explained by like uh, but he's not anymore or something yeah. like that Um, so it, it is kind of a strange like. He, I wouldn't say he's like been a you know super vanilla dude you know for for his career or anything like that. But there's been nothing really that I've heard that's been like wow that's I can't believe that. I mean he's um, eccentric
1: that that much I yeah, think is easily. But he's an
0: eccentric in a way that Hollywood is still basic was basically up until like four months ago putting him in everything. Um, yeah. And now, all of a sudden, he's pretty much blackballed. So, uh, weird shit going on there.
1: Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is I don't think he probably made enough mo- money off the Emoji Movie to pay for his meds. I, d- I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know that your SAG insurance is that great, so.
0: It would it would be very surprising, actually. In fact, if anybody made any money off the Emoji Movie, then
1: I think this world has probably gone off kilter a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, TJ Miller, uh, off the reservation. Yeah. Well, maybe that's not the preferred nomenclature anymore, but it, he's nuts. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, do we still say that? Or do we say, like, differently mentally I don't available? know. See, the thing about Kate Brown is we're supposed to be offended by everything. He's so sanity not, fluid? May, maybe. Cis Cis sane? Yeah.
0: It's that well. I think cis. N- no, that might be actually insensitive because, like, cisgender is like the the. That's just like, you know, like I, I don't want to well, say said normal, fluid. but that's just like the, def- <laughs> the the default. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. uh Uh, Otherworldly sanitary... No, that's just... Now we're going way somewhere else.
1: Okay, scratch the the Sister Wives. This is episode 113 wherein we offend everyone. Yeah. I also think it might be 114 because I think the, the Infinity War was 113.
0: I don't think I'll call it that because, you know, technicalities. Because you haven't posted it yet. Well, it's a special episode. It it'll, is. It'll be a special episode. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, TJ Miller, uh, we, we apologize about your crazy. Um, uh, hopefully we, get that you shit are, sorted. Though. Yeah. Seems so like. maybe fix that. Seems like. Maybe no more bomb threats. That yeah. It seems like that people don't really like that. Like, uh, I don't think that people do that. I Turns out not, it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. When you just call a little bomb threat in and, you know, get the whole SWAT team involved. It's weird. Weird. Um. We've also got a Venom trailer for you. Again, this has been out for quite a while. You've probably already seen this. And by God, I hope by the time you've seen it, they fix the effects in it.
1: Symbiote.
0: Symbiote. That's true as well. Um, <laughs> I, I watched this trailer and as cringy as some of the effects are, like the part that has me the most upset is when she goes, Symbiote. And I don't know why. It could be that that's a perfectly valid pronunciation, like either or either, and, and like that just is something that people say, or like, um, I do believe, uh, she did have an accent of some sort. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since I've seen this trailer. So it could be that that's perfectly normal for that, but that's all the thing I could hear in this whole trailer was symbiote.
1: I think it's trademark and copyright symbiote. Oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's a company trademark.
0: Is it like, Siffy, like Syfy, Like S Y F Y? Maybe is she just S Y M B Y. Here's here's the thing about O-T. Venom.
1: as a movie, it's going to be terrible. Just I mean, I'm I'm throwing that out there right now. Uh, this movie is going to be dog shit.
0: See, I wanna I wanna I wanna I want, it, I want it to be good. It's got some it's got some good things possibly going for it. Tom Hardy I think could be you know, nope, like a don't even like
1: his acting in it.
0: But that's the thing i don't trust sony to make a good movie without marvel just holding their hands to the whole goddamn it, thing
1: dog shit dude i'm telling you
0: you're probably right like uh, i'm gonna give it to you right now i'm gonna say as much as like my my hopes remain high um i'm not expecting anything good out of this and and if anything the best case scenario is that i will be pleasantly surprised that it wasn't horrible
1: yeah i'm going into this uh firmly want firmly believing that i'm i'm gonna want to not be there about 30 minutes into it Um, and then if I still am there at the end of the movie, then I guess they've won me over by at least an hour and a half.
0: Well, see, the thing is, I think that definitely I'm looking forward to in the second act when Tom Hardy goes all emo as Venom and he decides to have like a a nice jazzy dance number to show that he's, he's not fucking around. Venom is not fucking around. That's why he's having a jazzy dance number in a black suit. I dude, you might be onto something. I think, yeah, that's definitely. I I know, you know, the it, so far, it, the symbiote history in uh, um the cinematic universe, the Sony, you know, Spider-Man cinematic universe, this is definitely how that has to go. That's canon.
1: I feel like uh, after watching this trailer, though, that they got a lot of lighting tips uh, from Zack Snyder. So we'll see. Could be. Um, it's definitely dark. Um, yeah. The
0: other thing that I really have that's a big question for me is why does the symbiote look like Spider-Man? Even though, presumably, at this point, the symbiote has had no contact with Spider Man. And in the comics, we know why that is. We know the comic, the, the comic, uh, uh, Venom looks like Spider Man because he bonded with Spider Man, uh, the symbiote did. And then eventually, you know, they had break the breakup and they went separate ways. And that's just sort of like their, their retained, you know, like, you know, memory. Which
1: left the, the, the symbiote with some pretty hurt feelings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was upset about it. And so, like, you know, like a stalker ex-girlfriend, he, he decided to go, you know, look like a fucked up version of Spider-Man. Um, so that's, that I get, but I just don't see, like, is the symbiote going to just be watching TV? Symbiote. Symbiote. Sorry, I, I keep getting that wrong. <laughs> is the symbiote going to be watching the TV and he's going to see Spider-Man on the TV and he's going to be like, that guy looks pretty bad. Um, and then he's going to just like, I'm changing my look. And then, like the next week, it's going to be like he's watching, like you know Ryan Seacrest on the on the Voice or whatever, and and then he's going to be like, oh yeah, it's time to gel up my hair, dude. We're going out. Um, <laughs> um, Venom out. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I don't, I mean, anyway, the the whole thing, the whole thing with this is, like, clearly Sony's like, well, you know, we got all these Spider-Man properties, this homecoming thing did pretty well, we gotta, you know, exercise our rights so we don't have to revert them back to Marvel, um, so let's make some fucking movies, just in much the same way that Fan happened, um, I, I don't know how that's gonna work out for them, I, I don't know how that's, how that's gonna work out for anybody, really.
1: this is relevant, it's not in the show notes, um, but I actually read an article about this, Comcast, uh, has re-entered the bidding war for fucking Fox Studios. Oh, God. You know what? As much as I don't want to see a gigantic Disney conglomeration, the one I want to see even less is any more Comcast Conca- control. Uh, well, so- Disney, Disney feels the same way. The The problem is is that they've upped the ante by about $8 billion I guess. Um, now, whether or not that deal includes inheriting Fox Studios' debt, I don't know because the Disney deal does. Disney's actually, they're going to pay a certain amount for it, but then they're also going to inherit about, I think, 6 or $7 billion worth of debt as well. So, um, so, the
0: thing is, like, Disney can definitely afford it and fuck Comcast. Like, yeah. fuck it all the way. Fuck uh, it.
1: Fuck it. I just. Calling Comcast's customer service as a consumer, I just don't feel like maybe them directing movies in any way, shape, or form is a good idea. And I get it. They own fucking NBC Universal and all that shit, well, too. Well, no, but. I just. I can't wait till, like, the welcome to the Comcast Xfinity
0: version of the X Men. If you'd like to see um professor xavier upgrade to our blast pro internet blah 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 package uh if you'd like oh i'm sorry you you said you don't have cable um yeah you're not gonna get to see the x-men you're only gonna get to see like uh off-brand third yeah if you
1: don't get cable then you can't have the super fast internet that's because we do things like that now
0: yeah if you don't um yeah i'm sorry but your x-men um this movie is capped at three and if if you'd like to see the x-men with four um, you can upgrade today for just another twenty nine ninety five per ticket. Um we would be happy to provide you with a fourth X-Men. That's right, folks. You can get Iceman in this one, but it's gonna be another twenty nine ninety-five, which is the best deal in the industry because we own it all.
1: You know what they could do? You know what they could do though? They could stream. They could stream the first three No. No. Here's what they do. If they really want to sell cable subscriptions. If you only subscribe to internet through their streaming service, you can only watch X-Men The Last Stand or X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh god. If you want any of the other ones, you gotta pay for cable.
0: Another sign that we may be in the darkest timeline, folks. Like something happened and I would say late twenty fifteen and the ra- like the rail we've gone off the rails. We've gone down the darkest timeline. Like I think Biff got the sports almanac. Like I think that's the only explanation. I think Biff got the sports almanac and, and this and, and this is where we started Comcast. Then <laughs> this is where we're at. This is where we're at where uh Trump is president and uh Comcast is gonna is own the X Men. Biff? Could be. Do you think Jesus Trump got the Christ. almanac?
1: That actually makes a lot of fucking sense. God damn it. He's a, Why did I see idiot. That before? he's
0: a fucking idiot, but he's got a lot of money, theoretically. Not as much as he says he does, but he's got
1: uh, still a lot more money than I do. Um. God. Oh, he- here's the funny thing, too. We also just pulled out of the fucking summit with North Korea because they made fun of Mike Pence. Here's my thing. I make fun of Mike Pence every fucking day. Trump won't leave the country like what? I, I, is
0: that all we had to do like <laughs> meanwhile all of america is like dude 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 we've been making fun of them this whole time yeah mother mother i can't i can't speak to another woman unless you're present because apparently that's uh gonna be you know adultery or all, something.
1: all of a sudden tiny big missile guy says something about him and all of a sudden we can't we can't meet Yeah. I don't know.
0: It was really funny because the aides were like, uh, we can't possibly meet on such short notice. It'll be June 12th. Uh, we can't possibly make it by then. That's a month away, folks. Not a month. It was, uh, you know, it was at the time, two, two weeks, three weeks at the time. Can't possibly make a meeting happen in three weeks or whatever. Uh, and that's, uh, by his aide that says that. And then he later says that that aide, Trump says that aid doesn't exist. And then, uh, the next day, uh, apparently North and South Korea's leaders met like the next day. impromptu they're like yeah no we can just it's it's fucking 2018 bitches we just we got planes we just go there uh we're world leaders we can just do that you know that's fine um so yeah good times anyway back back on track well
1: yeah so comcast uh is re-entering the bidding war uh the thing is is that all of the experts say that the disney fox studios thing uh will not get held up by regulators um there's enough language in the contracts and other things that Dude, like there's it's, enough disney it's, money
0: like the, the, that's the, the the real cynical part of me is like oh um, yeah they,
1: they their pockets are lined so it's probably going it's basically, probably gonna be fine yeah. the thing is is the 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 monopoly people and not not fucking hasbro or whatever company they makes that get, shit they don't
0: disney gets to they get park place uh in this one
1: yeah but the thing is is they're not happy with comcast already they shouldn't be comcast fucking sucks and so, like just from from a um uh, a regulatory commission standpoint, there's far less chance that Comcast actually would get to buy it anyway, so theoretically, Disney probably will just ignore the extra eight billion dollars and proceed forward with Disney um, I also feel like it's a little late for Comcast to be doing this shit anyway because like fucking shit's been signed, and like it's, it's in kind of of review, a done thing so
0: yeah. um yeah, I don't know uh yeah like I said like this is this is where we're at. this is the lesser of two evils. like I'd much rather see Disney as a conglomeration get bigger uh than Comcast get any more power whatsoever because on the one hand, like Disney basically does control quite a lot of the entertainment industry these days and quite a lot of the entertainment properties that I care about when it comes down to it. If shit goes down, I don't have to go watch the next Star Wars movie. I, I, it will pain me very much so not to go do that, but I don't have to. Thing is, I kinda need my fucking internet. Like, I kinda do need to have access to broadband in the United States, and that means that I want Comcast to just get slapped the fuck down every time they try to do anything until they can get back to a place where they actually have to compete or, you know, provide any sort of decent service.
1: You know, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting, because, like, theoretically, three, four more years, Elon Musk should have a satellite network up, and everybody should have free free broadband. We can't even pray for Elon anymore, because Elon's fucking nuts, too. Have you followed
0: him in the last week or so? I mean, didn't we already cover the fact that he's a Bond villain? He is, like, these days, though, it's looking more and more like that's definitely the case. Like, we've gone from, like, he's real-life Tony Stark to, like, no, he's definitely a Bond villain.
1: what what, what's he doing i i I didn't hear the latest news so
0: um it's really more twitter antics than anything like um he's kind of got off the deep end especially like he sounds very trumpian in his like whole like i think tesla got some bad coverage a couple weeks ago um and he just went off the fucking rails about how the media is all crooked and they don't know anything. And he said several things that were just like, well, that's demonstrably stupid. Uh, um, especially like if you've followed, you know, like if you're an actual journalist, it's like, no, that's really dumb. His big, you know, culmination was though, he's going to start this company called, uh, Pravda, which he owns the domain and has incorporated, uh, um, not the dot com though, I think for some reason. Um, but he's, he owns that and has incorporated. And what that's going to be is crowdsourced, uh, news, you know where you decide what the truth is which can't possibly go wrong um elon definitely never has heard of confirmation bias uh, um or anything like that um because there's no way possible that uh, you know the crowd deciding what's true and fake could possibly go wrong yeah because definitely he's not seen a newspaper in the last year he hasn't heard of cambridge analytica or facebook or anything no Um, i
1: i get i get where you're coming from on that but here's the thing with the news and the media he's mostly right like that's the the problem is
0: no, he's not though he's he's mostly right about a very small segment of them, and even in no, this no, case, no. like it, what he's whining it, look, about look is essentially, like he's look getting- at news
1: as a as a thing, and it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you stand on. pull yourself out of it and look at news as a thing and and ask yourself why they are giving you the news
0: i mean it all in all cases it's because they make money like, exactly
1: they're not doing it because they care, they're not doing it because it's the right thing to do. Um, that went out with fucking newspaper subscriptions. Like,
0: well, see, that's the thing though. Like there is still journalistic in- integrity in the Some, world somewhere. But I think the thing that's fucking us over more and more as days go by is that it's, it's proven, it's becoming very obvious that journalistic in- integrity is not worth money's at. Like there's a reason why Fox news is the biggest network and it has nothing to do with anything related to journalistic integrity because at this point they're basically E-news no, with a Rupert Murdoch. Spit, a spin, yeah. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. then there's, you know, things like, uh, you know, Breitbart and InfoWars and stuff like that. Like, but that's the thing. Like, what Elon's proposing isn't any better. Like, letting the crowd no. decide the truth of things is the worst possible scenario. Like, that's no, that's, that's like,
1: that's like from some black orphan shit. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, not black orphan, orphan black,
1: orphan black, whatever.
0: And I think even then you mean black mirror,
1: black mirror, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, this is one of those Elon... things where I just say things. Yeah. And I hope it comes out right. Elon and it didn't.
0: Elon, come back come back, please. Um you're my hope for a lot of things. Elon's um,
1: fine, he's just mad he will get better.
0: I know, but you know, it's just hard to watch somebody who's like a tech giant super billionaire whining like a little bitch on Twitter. Because like, and, there, and even me too, because like, uh, I hey, see the
1: last super billionaire that whined like a bitch on Twitter got elected leader of the fucking free world.
0: I know. And that's, that's my so. fear here. Um,
1: <laughs> maybe, um, maybe he's just going, well, you know, it worked.
0: But even me, like I, I empathize a lot with my, you know, quote unquote, quote, you know, uh, people I support or fans or whatever, uh, or people I'm a fan of. And so Elon was very much in that camp. Like, and, and I'm usually like the last person in the world to be like, oh yeah, they kinda are being a dick. But like, um even then, like just looking at some of the tweets he was putting out there, it was just like, Holy shit, man. Like, this is real dumb. Real dumb. Like, you you seem to be a smart guy, but this is like fucking real dumb. Like, you know, come back to us a little bit here because
1: Maybe he didn't even have control of his Twitter that day.
0: I I don't know. But maybe that do you think he's got an intern doing it for him? Because if so, that person needs to be fired post haste, but like there's, so I don't know. There's an aspect I like because on one hand, Elon's like uh, somebody tweets at him. Like, why are you st- still dealing with Facebook um in light of all this? And he's like, Oh, we still have a Facebook. Yeah. Deleted. And then like, he legit removed all of Tesla and SpaceX's presence on Facebook. Like that's in the nice thing about having like an eccentric, like just no bullshit. Do stuff guy. Well, and it, and it doesn't but on the even hand, matter
1: it's like, to him. Like, that's the thing is like, it's, he's not, suffering because all of a sudden tesla doesn't have a facebook page
0: yeah but i'm saying like that's the thing i I enjoy about like people like this is that like it's 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 very steve jobsian to me and in that like There was nothing, I think, that Steve Jobs just couldn't, like, if there was any stupid thing, like, that he did not like, he he just was like, no, we're not fucking doing that anymore, and by the end of the day, they weren't fucking doing that anymore, and it didn't really matter what size of a project it was, and that's the same thing kind of with Elon, I think, is that, like, Elon decides something, and that's the way the company goes, but on the other hand, if you're fucking nuts, that's not necessarily the best thing for any company or anybody that wants you to succeed yeah, i'm sure
1: elon's got a board of directors that if he it came down to it they could do that but then at that point who gets control like yeah i, I, don't, well, know. I
0: don't know there, there, there's also that whole thing of like well steve jobs was a you know a prick that got fired and, and you know uh, probably deserved it on uh, um, the first time around so yeah
1: elon um, here's the deal guy if you're a Bond villain, that's cool, but like, just, be be one later. I want free internet first. Yeah, I don't, I don't
0: want to, I don't want to have to wait until Tesla 2.0, like twenty years from now, after they get dragged back by you know whatever the equivalent of Next is, uh, uh, to get my like good Tesla stuff. And I um, and
1: I at least, I at least want a solar roof. Like,
0: oh, the solar roof thing nef- needs to happen. Like, that's one of the. It's things. happening. It, it exists already. Like that's the thing. Like th- this is why I, Elon. I need you to not be crazy. Um, yeah. Please stop hanging out with T.J. Miller. Um, I need you to. I need <laughs> maybe, you.
1: Maybe they shared a fucking drink at an airport, and all I, of a sudden, I, it's I, just... I,
0: I'm starting to wonder. Uh, like somebody was like, "If you drink this, it's very good," and he was like, "Oh yeah, okay," uh, and then took that, and now the same thing. T.J.'s same thing, and then now this is where we're at. Um. So why, yeah.
1: Why was it a Russian?
0: Like, because <laughs> topical humor. <laughs> It was drink, either drink magic potion. <laughs> it was either that or a Nazi. But I think I, I think Russians are more topically are you know like e- evil bad guys. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Russians far more evil than us. Yeah, yeah. Russians terrible. Uh. I don't can't I don't even think I could do a good Nazi either. That's why probably maybe because I can't do a good German. Yeah. I uh. can't do a good German show titles. Uh. Anyway. Um. <laughs> let's let's move on. Oh, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp.
1: There's a trailer for that out too. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about this movie, not as much because I'm like, yeah, Ant-Man, um, even though I did like the first Ant-Man movie and I, I definitely dig Paul Rudd in that role. My thing is, is we're supposed to get, um, some more answers or at least some more clues as to the fate of our, um, wayward Avengers. So this is the thing for me. Like, here's why I'm excited because Civil War happened. And
0: we were all like, Well, where the fuck are Thor and the Hulk? What the hell's going on there? And then Ragnarok came out and was like, Oh, they were off doing some awesome shit and that movie yeah, that, was that's great. Cool. <laughs> um so I'm really hoping this is one of those situations where it's like, Where the fuck are where's Ant Man and Hawkeye and the Wasp and all that? Uh like well the wasp wasn't a thing, but where's Ant Man on this? And um like I'm hoping it's because we're gonna see Ant Man and the Wasp, and it's because it they were doing so Also cool stuff. Hawkeye. Yeah.
1: Hawkeye, Hawkeye also not in in infinity war but apparently he's supposed to be in the next one and and rather relevant so
0: yeah i guess that kind of cycles with him because like the same i'm thing guessing his
1: movies. i'm guessing his wife and kids got dusted it and, wouldn't surprise and me and, and he's gonna be like, out for some well i guess i'm back now. vengeance yeah. yeah um that's another thing too we uh, we should talk about this just real briefly since we're talking about uh mcu movies so um eddie and i for the most part have kind of uh like we don't really dig physical media that much because it takes up space and doesn't really ever get used Mm-hmm. Um but I also decided a while back that if there's movies that I want to own, it's definitely the MCU movies and I want like the entire collection. Yeah. Um and I realized the other day that like I only needed Iron Man, The First Iron Man um to complete my my phase 1 mm-hmm. um on Blu-ray uh, cuz I bought Incredible Hulk just just recently. Um and I've owned Iron Man actually and Incredible Hulk both uh but on DVD cuz this is before the Blu-ray revolution. Um and I was like, I guess I'll just buy one a paycheck, you know, until I get them all. Cause they're, they're Disney properties. So the cheapest you're ever going to find them is 20 bucks. Yeah. Except for Hulk, which I got for 13 cause it's a universal picture, but yeah. Um, and then I was like, I got an ad for, um, the Disney movie club where it's like you, you get so many movies for a dollar and then, and then you got to buy so many at their, you know, absorbent, regular price this, over the next couple of years it's, like it's, it's columbia, like columbia house Records. 2.0 yeah, yeah okay yeah um so i did it because i got four for a dollar and of those four one of those movies i had to watch uh or i had to i had to get to complete the collection was um thor the dark world and i couldn't picture myself in a world where i paid more than 25 cents for it um my son actually just asked me the other day. He's like, cause here's the fucking
0: thing. This kid, I I can't get him to go back and watch from the beginning. So she's like, what's, what's the Thor movie before Thor Ragnarok? Cause he, he fucking super loves Ragnarok. He loves black Panther and infinity where he will not shut up about. Um, um, but that's really his experience with the MCU. And so he's like, what's the one before that? And I was like, uh, it's 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 Thor the Dark World. And he's like, well, what's that about? And I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and there's, like, there's some elves and some
1: red shit. And yeah. Yeah. I was like,
0: here's the thing, bud. It's not the same. Like, it's not the same. And so, anyway, we sat down and watched it. He lost interest, I think, inside of ten minutes, and I lost interest long before that because, yeah. like, it is so totally different. Like, I, th- I think Taika Waititi is literally a gift to the MCU because he took that character in such a different direction. You
1: know, you know who would have fit in great in Ragnarok though, and it's a shame that she's not in the franchise anymore. And I don't mean Jane Foster, mm. Kat Dennings. The Darcy character would have actually played really well in so many different parts she of Ragnarok. She have made
0: it because, like, that's the thing. that Like, she's the only thing that attempts to be fun in the first two yeah. Thor movies. Like, in... Uh, uh You know, like, the only place they attempt to have any fun with the Force 2. Plus, it's
1: Kat Dennings, and... Like, she doesn't had, want her to have more screen time.
0: Yeah. Um But, yeah, we, we started watching it, and I was just like, well, this this isn't good. Yeah. I don't like this. Um, So yeah, I I still, I still do like Thor one. I can still watch that. I think on purpose and and not feel bad about it, but Thor two, man, well, man, is it? So it's, it's just such the bastard middle child that nobody likes.
1: Yeah. So that's obviously one of the ones I got on the, on the four for a dollar deal, but then they sweeten the pot. When you get to the end, they're like, Hey, if you do this, you can get another movie right now for like $15. Wow. And then if you do the $15 movie, then we'll sell you another one for like, Nine ninety nine. So I ended up I think I paid like twenty six bucks for like six MCU movies. Nice. Um The problem, and this is the problem, guys, and Disney Movie Club, I'm talking to you. It's fucking twenty eighteen. I did this like three weeks ago. I don't have my motherfucking movies yet. They didn't even ship. Like my order wasn't technically processed until like Thursday last week. Damn. This past week. And I'm like Damn. I'm like, brothers and sisters, again, it's 2018.
0: I mean, it's Disney, so I have to assume that it's the seven dwarves that are assembling all of the orders. Uh, It could be. And Sleepy, you know, he's just, he's sleepy, so he's not doing much of the work.
1: Maybe, maybe the fucking mouse needs to get some goddamn shipping information from Bezos, because if I'd ordered the shit from Amazon, I'd have had it in my hand two days later. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And, you know, I'm not asking for the world, but I would like, I would like when I hit the track order button, I would like to know when it's expected arrival date is and not a no information available.
0: Three weeks. uh, So that's That's it. seems like an ungodly long time. Like even eBay. I bought a thing on eBay the other day and it was like, well, it'll be here in in two weeks. And I was like, well, I don't really have a lot of other choices. We'll come back to that in a second because that's actually kind of a fun topic for the show. Uh but it actually showed up like four days later, yeah. um, and that was just postal, like USPS, you know, sort of shipping.
1: Yeah, this, only, this is not this is not a hard concept. The only anymore. thing
0: the only thing that I I can actually remember that it took longer than three weeks to ship was the last time I ordered something on like some like Deal Extreme. I think is the website which basically sells just nothing but Chinese shit for like mostly clones and bullshit. Dude, like I can get a free this, fucking
1: like, postage meter from stamps. dot com and fucking put shit in a box and print out my label and ship it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. But the the last thing I can remember was like Deal Extreme, and that was because it was literally probably coming like from Hong Kong or something like that. And, and you know, I paid thirty seven cents for like a blue Bluetooth controller or some bullshit like that. Like it, it was not like a like you know it, it, very different sort of situation.
1: You know, yeah, it's like getting anything off a of Wish or, or fucking exactly. Newegg half the time these days. Did I have I bitched about that enough lately?
0: No, I don't think you brought that up on the show. I
1: use Newegg business at work quite a bit, and I ordered a couple fucking Logitech webcams, you know, exactly like the one I've got sitting behind me over there. Uh, And I just got my shipping confirmation that they've left China. And I'm like, guys, come on. Like, if it's an international dealer, fucking put that on Front Street when I order it. Like, or give me the option to order it from a different vendor. Not like, oh... Yeah, because I'm sure this fucking outfit in China is the only one selling these goddamn webcams.
0: Oh, yeah, Logitech. Little little guys, you know, yeah. nobody's ever heard of it's
1: that. Yeah, it's a company, you know, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't.
0: That actually is one of the kind of things that annoys me. I didn't know Newegg was doing that now. Like, yeah. Amazon's done that for a while, like, where Amazon has also, also become sort of like a marketplace for, like, a bunch of other sellers. Yeah. And in Amazon's case, it's mostly been fine for me um but there is still some occasions where like i just got a letter back from or an email back from work the other day because i ordered something on amazon through our work account and they were like you know that's not prime right and i was like no fuck you know because it had changed actually um i reordered an item we'd already ordered and i didn't pay enough attention uh and now it's not prime because it's only coming from a reseller or something like
1: that yeah so. i fucking i i ordered uh like three two or three uh like msi kiosks like all-in-one computers that are vesa amountable and shit like that yeah um i never saw them like they came from china and apparently they didn't come to me because i never saw them i got refunded from new but that was after like two months of never knowing where they were like
0: yeah that's that's just like unreasonable in these days like yeah. two months for expensive things is ridiculous
1: that's, that's, that's my whole thing with this Disney movie club thing. I'm like, come on. Like I should have had that shit in a week. Like you can process my credit card that fucking day. Yeah. And, and fucking put a package. out. That's
0: the other thing too. Like it, it's one thing like, um, but it's Disney, you know, it's, it's yeah. new egg. These are not like little guys in the industry anymore. You know, like Disney hasn't been for hundreds of years now, but like new egg has been, you know, like one of the premier places to buy
1: computers and computer parts for like the last 10 years. Um, yeah. At least. It's my Um, go-to over Amazon, mostly, even though I have Prime. And that's mostly because Newegg, like, I'm the one that recommended Newegg at work because we were ordering a lot of shit through CDW, and I was like, well, this seems like it's really expensive, and they charge a lot for shipping. Newegg never really has been yeah like that i mean i pay for shipping through newegg but not a ton cgw
0: to me was always a little bit overpriced uh, and newegg the one thing i liked about that was like that was going to be like um it, it this is a, sort of a phenomenon like if you have your walmart in town and you have any other like re- retailer you you would kind of expect that you're going to go find the same thing at walmart for a little bit cheaper yeah uh And that's been kind of like Newegg for a while. And not that they're like Walmart quality, but like that's just – that's the price. Like that that's going to be the cheaper thing. And like if I'm going somewhere else, I'm like basically paying a markup for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, And so I've used Newegg for that a lot too. But even nowadays, like when it comes to ordering computer parts, a lot of the times my go-to now is Amazon because Amazon, although they've been late on occasion – Uh, uh, almost unfailingly. Like I can get it in two days, and like with uh, since I'm already prime uh, with no shipping costs. um, Newegg, you still do have to pay a little bit of uh, shipping cost, even if it's not you know a lot most of the time, or sometimes it's free on certain items. But um, it's generally a longer ship time. Like that's the thing. Like I generally have to wait longer. Which is the thing yeah. that kills me. So
1: A- Amazon, Amazon has really spoiled us. Um, those of us that are Prime members, just because like the two day shipping, and sometimes even one day. It's like sometimes if you order it, like it's like yeah, if you order now, you get it in one day. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's fucking nuts. And I think that's because they actually have more distribution centers, like you know, nationwide now. But um, and they started delivering on Sunday. Like sometimes you order shit, and it's like guaranteed delivery by Sunday or whatever. And I'm like, oh well, yeah, for weird. sure. My I wife, my wife got some scrub pants on the porch this morning.
0: The only thing that pisses me off about New or Amazon these days is Prime is going up and generally speaking their quality is getting worse. Like shipping dates are longer um and uh less guaranteed, you know, delivery dates. I have
1: so. noticed a couple times they've missed their guaranteed delivery. And I mean I could bitch and they'll give me $5 credit or whatever, but like that yeah, but takes time saying, out of like, my day and I don't want to do it.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess it's I guess maybe it's worth the, you know, it's not worth the 5 bucks or whatever, but yeah. Um anyway, so you were you were talking about some eBay shit.
0: Oh, okay. We'll, we'll go off into that tangent. Um,
1: so good news for you folks at
0: home who have a, well, this is going to turn into a rant. Uh, should we finish up Marvel and I'll come back and rant about some? I
1: mean, does anybody care about Moon Knight being in the MCU eventually? Feige says it might happen or will happen. Okay. So we talked about that. Um, um eventually. Um, and then the Soul Stone. Um, raise your hand if you're Gamora and you're in the Soul Stone. Gamora's
0: hands are up. Yeah, I know this is a podcast, so you can't see her, but she's little, sitting little over here, baby, little baby, little baby, green hand, and she's her hands are very much up uh, because she's definitely in the Soul Stone, along with possibly maybe all the people who got snapped. Yeah,
1: I would assume. I would yeah. assume that's where they're at. Um, and the the other theory is that um the Red Skull, uh, was basically an apparition um created by the Soul Stone, uh, to lure Thanos into giving the Soul Stone, uh, Gamora, and then doing whatever stuff so. also possible um, like,
0: I, I think on its surface level it doesn't need to be anything more than it was
1: and and who knew that that was aaron from fucking uh the walking, the walking dead, dead? Yeah, yeah right yeah uh yeah. i did not know that not like, hugo for sure
0: yeah we talked about that and then i think at some point you texted me or something and, and told me no that wasn't hugo because like we were both talking about it and i was like hugo is never going to come back for this uh and we were like, well, and, and I think I said at the time, it was like, well, you, you back a big enough truck of money up to somebody, and, and they will. And I think probably in this case, they were like, well, we can just get the dude from The Walking Dead to do it, and it'll be, like, way cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's probably what went down here. And since it's all makeup and CGI, it didn't matter.
1: Yeah. Mostly. Right. Um, so before you go off on your rant, do we need beer for this? Is this going to be a beer-worthy rant?
0: I think so. Okay. Yeah. Let's, all right, let's, let's do, do that. Okay, it's ranting time, bitches!
1: Woo! Uh,
0: we're gonna have to work on the theme for that.
1: N- n- that that noise when was we not the theme.
0: When we do this segment, I think well, the whole thing we just need to come. That's maybe not the best. Like, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll Should we come up with a jingle for the rants? Maybe.
1: It's
0: Ranting time. Gonna do a rant. Blah blah blah. That's not good either. <laughs> rant, 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 rant right now. <laughs> Uh, okay, now that's it. Um, that's the one we're sticking with. Uh, <laughs> all right, so here's the rant. Um, actually, you know what? We're going to get a little bit of lead-in on this. So here's the thing. Um, my kids have a PlayStation 4, um, which they play. For those of you not familiar, the PlayStation 4 DualShock uh, 4 controller comes with uh a charging port on it because the nice thing about it is built-in battery you know built-in wireless that's like a default on PlayStation 4 um and i guess that's old news because PlayStation 4 has been out for a really fucking long time at this point but anyway neither here nor there
1: eh, Xbox it took them a long time to get on board with the wireless by default though
0: yeah i i think i don't remember if Xbox One came wireless by PS default but i think
1: three it did definitely came wireless by default so did like it? yeah the PS2 was yeah, the last one that actually had a cord i, I
0: don't think I don't think PS uh, Xbox 360 came wireless by default. They did not. Almost all the packages that you could buy came with wireless controllers. Anyway, so the thing is, I have a PS4. It's got wireless controllers. It's got battery charging capability, and the thing is, it charges by micro USB. Um, almost, you know, like a million different things in the world use micro USB. And I know there's a lot of you at home sitting there going, yeah, it's so great. I only have one charger for everything. It's so awesome. I love micro USB because it saves me from all my charger woes.
1: That's not even true though. Cause sometimes you plug something and it's like, oh, this charging cable isn't, isn't isn't like right black enough yeah. for this or you know whatever like. yeah
0: the the old Obama micro USB uh, um, argument um, so uh, <laughs> That's not really where I was going with it but okay.
1: <laughs> Like you, so, there's there's always there's always like some shitty thing though. Like your phone will be like, oh, the this the big, USB big, cord doesn't support the voltage that we require. Yeah, I'm I was like, gonna
0: say the bigger problem for me is usually just y- basic USB bullshit, which is yeah. that like you've got a charger. Like this is this is actually even a problem with iPads, which is kind of funny because I'm about to say how Lightning is so much better than uh, micro USB. But this is a problem with iPads even, which is that um, unless you've got the right power supply, which is very very rare um, comparatively for iPads than it is for iPhones and other you know USB devices. Um, you, you're just not going to be able to charge it. Uh, yeah, you, you've got one on your desk. 2.1 amp, brother. Yeah. Right there. Um, so here's the thing. Um, micro USB is hot fucking garbage. It sucks. It's just terrible for lots of
1: reasons. It breaks.
0: It breaks. And the thing is, when it breaks, it breaks the connector inside of the expensive device you plugged it into. Um, because it's got that tiny, tiny ass little thing that it's supposed to connect in. Like it sheathes over. And that's the thing that is going to break as often as your cables break. Now, here's the thing. I've basically unknowingly signed up for an Amazon subscription service in which they send me one to three micro USB cables per month. Um, it works out in those, those numbers. Like I, I, buy on average, probably one to two US micro USB cables per month, because some of the things in my house, uh, like say the PlayStation controllers use a micro USB to charge. And there's no way I can get around with that. Um, there's no way to get out of it. And so the kids just break, you know, cable after cable, because it's a shitty standard that sucks. And then, um, they, they, uh, of course have eventually now worn out the actual ports on the PlayStation controller. And so now I'm sitting here going like, I, I guess i gotta go buy another 65 fucking dollar controller because this is the worst standard possible to use for this thing um even though it's popular i know it's super popular everybody's got micro usb and loves it blah 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 but it sucks it's very bad at what it does which is you know getting plugged and unplugged all the time um if they wanted to do that they should have used your mom um but anyway I, they 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 needed to come up with something much more robust. I'll give you an example. I bought a wired controller for my Switch. Um, it's like the 30 th- thirty dollar thing. Mine is, of course, the uh, Breath of the Wild version. But you can get lots of different, you know, blank and other you know versions of the controller if you wanted to. Very simple thing, no big deal. So I bought one of those, and what it, I think it also uses micro USB. But here's the thing, Nintendo is not stupid they've been using um controllers and kids and playing for with devices that kids are going to use for a long time and they know that micro usb sucks donkey balls so here's what they did they recessed the port ever so slightly and the, the, the cable they ship in the box has a very thick, you know, rubbery square thing along the sheath of the, you know, like the micro USB tip thing. And that actually is what holds the connection in place. So you plug that micro USB thing in. It actually does plug into the controller the proper way. But it's the, you know, sort of like
1: uh, square thing that sits into the nice recessed port. Kind of like the magnetic charger on a fucking uh, uh, MacBook. So it it it's even more
0: brilliant because... It still uses micro USB. Like if you right. don't have the right fucking micro USB cord, it's not that that's the only one that's going to work with it. You can pick up any old micro USB cable, plug it into that controller, it'll work just fine. What's the smart thing here is they made their own that is ever so slightly better engineered, and they made it in a way um, that you can still use it universally with anything, uh, you know, basically. But did it in a way that like it's brilliant. Like it never comes detached for me. It I don't have any worry of it breaking because it just sits just exactly the right way that it should, and it's like actually. Made robust, like deal for dealing with children.
1: Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep you real quick here, ahead. and go I'm ahead. just gonna say this.
0: I have been talking for like ten minutes, so
1: I've never bought a USB cord. Yeah, never had to buy one because they just come in
0: boxes of you know, electronics. I mean, and stuff like that.
1: It it does. It, yeah, they for the most part a lot of shit. And I wasn't an Android user for a lot of years, and so I have a lot of leftover shit from that too. But like. Yeah um my kids have broken one and when i say my kids i mean my youngest daughter um managed to fuck up my uh micro usb charging cable that came with my ps4 um but then i bought a ps4 pro and got a new one so it doesn't really matter yeah um yeah no no we we haven't had those problems
0: yeah see i think the thing here too probably is usage volume like my kid plays a lot fucking more playstation than i think that does
1: Oh no, Nat doesn't actually play the PlayStation. Uh, Jada and Emmy do occasionally. Mostly we use it for a streaming device though. Yeah, like I have. Like I, I, have, I really could have bought a fucking Apple TV and you'd done the same fine. shit, but. Yeah,
0: like I have a feeling that this problem is probably going to reduce significantly for me once my, you know, my, my youngest kid gets a couple more years older. Um, but as it stands now, like, it's just bad. And, and, and here's the thing, like, I think when you're designing this kind of thing, when you're designing this kind of mass market device, this mass market standard that's going to be on fucking everything, you really kind of need to be designing for like a four year old child. The fact like, that there's
1: like little teeny pins that have to line up and, and like, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a good technology. No. It's broken in a lot of different ways. At, and I'm not even talking to the mic. It's broken in a lot of different ways.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, so here's the thing. Like, we, um, now, us iOS nerds, um, because <laughs> that's you now, um, uh, you've got lightning on your stuff. Yeah. when When you plug the lightning, I in. I just
1: shove it in my phone. Doesn't matter which direction yeah. it's facing.
0: And 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 do you ever do you ever feel like oh maybe that's not in quite right? Nope. No, because it just snaps or, in there. It's or, nice and tight every single time. Or when
1: I do, it's because there's lint. And yeah. we've talked about that.
0: that, and that's that we have talked about that. Lightning is not a perfect standard because I'm not sure that there is going to ever be a perfect standard. But you know, the worst case scenario with lightning is you got to go dig some lint out of the port on your phone or whatever. Um, it's practically never been like I've owned many iPads now, and I've never had that problem on my iPod, iPad. Um, but I've definitely no, had that problem. No, yeah, it's pocket lint. pocket lint. I've definitely had that problem on, on phone. my phone, which, um, which is pretty pretty normal. But um, that's the thing. You know what it cost me um, to fix that problem on my phone? A fucking paperclip um uh it it didn't cost me like researching you know to find out exactly which microcontroller uh um the uh you know playstation you know for particular one that's the other thing um so i googled this shit on my uh uh when i was trying to find out which um so it turns out you can buy so here's another you know psa for you nerds um it's not very difficult if you have a PlayStation 4 controller that um the micro USB port is fuck- is just fucked on um it's not very difficult to go order the piece um to uh and replace it yourself. Like it does require a little tiny bit of like steady hands, but for the most part it's doable and most idiots can probably manage it. And secondarily no, no solder required. No solder required. Secondarily, it's not expensive either. Like, um, the, the most expensive, uh, it was a little bit more costly for me. Um, but the, the most expensive thing you, you get is like basically $5 a part on eBay. Um, which, you know, $5 replaces your $65, you know, ver- versus replacing your whole $65 controller. That's with shipping. Um, so it was a little bit more expensive for me though, because when I looked it up, they were like, well, if you have this serial number, you need this part. And so I ordered that part. And then the uh, post office lost it, so I ordered that part again. Uh, I ordered a pair, so I'm twenty bucks in. Uh, and then I got them; they showed up. I opened my controller, and that's definitely not the fucking part that wasn't my. Post controller. Post office
1: didn't reimburse you.
0: I don't know. It was like ten bucks. So I was like, the fir- the first time I tried to call them, they were like, "Well, you have a two hour wait." For well, we're the, the post office, so
1: go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then
0: I went down there, and I was like, "Here's the tracking number. Here's the thing." Uh, and they were like, "Yeah, we definitely don't." know where your package is and then i was watching the tracking tracking information and it was updated so like it was in albany uh which is you know a town not very far from where i live you know like say a half hour and then went up to seattle um so it went from albany which is the middle of oregon and to seattle um washington and then it came back down to albany and i was like well i, I you know i'm just i'm betting i'm never gonna see that uh, so i ordered another one or another set because, you know, again, it's $10 versus me going and spending probably what, what will be no less than 40 hours to reclaim said $10 from the post office. Um, and, uh, so I ordered the other one and then it finally shows up and it's the wrong part. Um, so then I figured out of course that, uh, the right part and I ordered that one off of eBay, that one ships super quick, but of course they only sent me one cause it's eBay. Uh, so I got another one on the way and so soon I will have both of my working PlayStation controllers. So the short story is if you order the right part, um, it's not very difficult to replace at all. Um, I did actually swap the part out in like 10 minutes. Um, it was a little bit of a pain in the ass getting the, the controller open, but it w- it was not, you know, like
1: you know, it wasn't impossible
0: again, 10 minutes. It took me 10 minutes to do the thing. And that's 10 minutes. And uh, I think $4 for that one part versus um buying a whole new $65 controller um, to replace this super shitty piece of crap, garbage controller spec that they use. Um uh Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that, that, I
1: think that's the conclusion of my rant. Um Why so in the go. blue hell does it cost $65 for a goddamn controller too, by the way, like a brand new game costs $5 less than that. I mean, I, I don't think
0: that, I, first off, at this point, I, well, there's two things. Uh, number one is when you buy a PlayStation, Sony loses money. Um, they make up the money in licensing and accessory purchases. Like, uh, may- and maybe that's not true, but definitely for the first, you know, five years of a console's life cycle, um, with the exception of Nintendo, um, this has been true of Xbox, this has been true of PlayStation for the last at least two generations. Um, when you buy one of them, even when Sony was selling them for su- 700 goddamn dollars, they were selling them at a loss. And the only way they make their money is basically through licensing and accessories. And so that's the short story today. Like initially, when the PlayStation Four DualShock, er, when the DualShock Four debuted, it sixty five dollars was a good price for that device. Like they were probably making a little bit of money off of it, but it wasn't egregious. These days, however, they're probably making a goddamn lot of money off of well, that. Well, they revamped I think this, this it. This is like, the, this is the thing. I think they're making that money basically because now it's it's making up for the um, um, you know, you know that that selling at a loss sort of thing.
1: They. I mean they definitely revamp it like the the new dual shock four controller that I got with my p s four pro is definitely a little bit more polished than the than the other ones. Oh, I'll have to check that out um but I don't know like what's different like functionally, you know what I mean,
0: oh functionally, I doubt a lot is like best case scenario they use a little bit better switches and you know tighter springs and stuff like that that's what i'm wondering um but uh i think funct- they can't really functionally change it in a in a way that's too egregious because um then they'd break compatibility with you know the the last several you know right. generation of controllers so right. anyway uh, that's yeah. that's both my rant and psa for you nerds out there um and this is probably true for a lot of you things out there if if you have a device where it's something small like that that's broken um there's a half decent chance you can go on ebay buy a replacement part and you're good to go um i we did the same thing with an iphone um our iphone 5c my daughter had for like a week and a half and dropped and broke the screen and we bought a new one for 25 bucks and it took me a good 45 minutes because that's when that one's actually pretty complicated but i replaced it and we're good to go versus you know the cheapest repair at apple was going to be like 150 at the time um uh or you know, buying a whole new, you know, five hundred dollar phone.
1: So Yeah. 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 Um, I remember when the five hundred dollar phone used to be cheaper than the screen by itself though.
0: Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you have a recent MacBook and one of your keys goes bad, Apple only charges you something to the tune of like five to seven hundred dollars to replace the entire goddamn top case because their keyboard just is designed. Keyboard's
1: built into it.
0: It's designed in such a way that like when the um, uh, when a key goes bad, which happens surprisingly frequent on this frequently on this uh, model because it's just poor engineering, um, uh, you have to spend five to seven hundred dollars to replace it. So, yeah, I don't have a MacBook. I won't have this generation MacBook. Like, um, I I do still very much love Mac OS and I've I've uh, rallied behind the cause of like having a MacBook for your, you know, mobile laptop machine. And I'd still say like I I there's there's MacBooks out there I buy, uh, that it just wouldn't be this current generation because yeah. there's some big downsides to it. So anyway. Uh on to DC, shall
1: we? Yeah. Alright. Got some shots of Shazam.
0: I mean it's not in these show notes, but if you want to tell me about it.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess we got some shots of what's-his-face as Shazam.
0: Oh, yeah, those have been out for a while. I think we actually probably talked about that on a previous episode. No,
1: like, these are actually of him as Shazam, not, like, he's going to be in it or anything no, else. No, like,
0: I'm almost positive we talked about it on the show. Know,
1: I think your tits out.
0: I mean, it it could be. It could be, but I think almost positively we have definitely talked about that. Uh, There's, there's maybe new shots. That could be definitely a thing.
1: Yeah, there there is. I don't have them. All right, cool. But so there, there you go, they're.
0: audience. Google it. Uh, I guess is the advice from the whatever show. Yeah, <laughs> which I'll be doing later as well.
1: Go fuck um, yourself. Oh, no. But
0: in the in the actual show notes we have for you this week, um, and this is going to be as of I think season seven. Um, Beth Schwartz has been named the new showrunner for Arrow. That's right. Guggenheim is out. Beth Schwartz is in.
1: Guggenheim's, I assume, still going to be an EP. I I
0: don't. I don't. Or maybe remember. he's doing
1: a full time writing gig over at Marvel now. I don't know.
0: Um, I, I'll, uh, I'll open the link and actually you, you can just like vamp a little, I do know the thing is like, this isn't necessarily the best thing because Beth Schwartz is kind of responsible for some really fucking shit episodes of Arrow. Um, but yeah.
1: Um, well, I mean, I guess when Felicity and friends comes out, we'll find out. Yeah. I mean, the, the
0: show that, you know, occasionally features the hero green arrow, um, I don't know. I haven't watched any like the last half season. Honestly, no, I, haven't either. I, I gave up at some point. And I was just like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to this. That's been a lot of the way for the CW for me. The only show that I actually am caught up on is The Flash. Uh, I'm and, not. And, I'd, I'd, you know, I honestly don't blame you because even this episode, this
1: season of The Flash is kind of fucking hot garbage. So I I don't even dislike the show this year. I just I I haven't. uh, I haven't spent a ton of time watching shows lately like i've been watching yeah. old shows and shit um in fact when you got here i mean i were watching supernatural and i i'm really enjoying uh, a, another run through that show uh what else did i start watching the other day oh 24 i started watching 24 again the other day weird um no that show's surprisingly fun still like even though i kind of know the first couple seasons pretty well like yeah the writing in that show is surprisingly not bad and It seems like when they when they started that whole concept, they really, really kind of embraced the whole like real time aspect of it. Um, And obviously they're shooting in Los Angeles and they're getting from place to place a little quicker than I think they probably should in a lot of in a lot of cases. Um, But I also have a feeling that's why like the show started like (laughs) this week on 24. Uh,
0: They drive across town.
1: Yeah. Which is to say like six blocks. Will Jack Bauer make it through traffic on the five through Los Angeles? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. The answer is no. Um, I said, get
0: out of the way! Ah, oh, come on, you know. Uh, yeah, so um, good vamping, by the way. Uh, g- yeah, uh, Guggenheim is staying on as a producer, executive, yeah, I figured. I figured. executive consultant role. Uh, that said, executive consultant—I don't, I don't know—that's that, that, a bullshit title. Like they give like it's hard because in Hollywood, like any title can be a bullshit title if you try hard enough. And this, this is one that could be like a thing that's like important or it could be like a, you know, like we're giving you a title now, just please go the fuck away. You know? Um, but like I said, it's not exi- as if they're bringing in somebody completely new or doing something radically different. Beth Schwartz has already been on the Arrow uh, uh, writing team for quite a while, and she's not exactly responsible for some of the best uh, um, episodes of Dude, Arrow. Dude, she didn't
1: anything. write that episode where Allie and Felicity were trapped under the bunker after the bomb went off, did she? Because that show was fucking
0: it shit. might. Uh, honestly, it might be, because like uh, some of her episodes were definitely pretty illicity-heavy. So um yeah it, i don't know i i've kind of given up having any hope for arrow i i have a feeling that at some point the internet is going to tell me like in two years that the show's good again i'm going to read the wikipedia article for the missing seasons that i haven't watched and then watch that season and hopefully it won't be dog shit
1: i'll probably watch them at some point it's just it's going to want to be one of those things where it's like it's on my time now you know yeah um, it's someday like, i'll be sitting around and i'll be just drunk enough to want to know what happened this season on arrow
0: it, here's the thing like it went from a like I watch this is one of the few shows that I watch every day when it airs to like I haven't watched a half season now and I don't fucking care at all. Um, all right. So moving on to shows that has huge highs and lows, um, uh, Alison Mack of Smallville has been formally charged with sex trafficking. Um, she played Chloe, of course, on the show Smallville. Uh, and now she's a crazy cult leader and has been charged with sex trafficking. She, of course, denies allegations, but yeah, there's a lot of smoke to that fire, folks.
1: Yeah, no, there's a shit ton of smoke to that fire. Um, not and the least of which the brands that uh, apparently some of these yeah, people. Yeah, I know what you
0: were saying. I know what you're, th- you're sitting there at home and you're going, "Chloe, sex trafficking? Yeah, sign me up." No, uh, it gets it's it, it gets pretty bad. Like it's yeah. not good. Uh, it's it's not good. Probably not. Probably not a thing that. You're probably not going to be like, oh, that's that's a thing I want to do. And if you are, then good for you, Bao. But um, probably not a thing you want to do. All right. So, Batwoman. Uh, Batwoman is going to debut in the Arrowverse. I don't honestly think this is a good idea. Mostly because I don't trust them to do it right at all. Secondarily, I don't get how they're going to do Batwoman without doing Batman in some way. God, God damn it.
1: She did write that episode. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the thing is here, um, Batwoman, and normally I would be happy to be seeing her make her on-screen debut, because that's the other thing. Batwoman hasn't been on-screen before. This is going to be her on-screen debut. yeah. Uh, and I would normally be super, super excited about that. Uh, however, um, it's going to be in the Arrowverse. Which and- Batwoman
1: do you think we're going to get? Do you think we're going to get the actual Bruce Wayne's cousin version, or like the old school, like, uh, Golden Age, Silver Age version no, of Batwoman?
0: No, I think we're going to enter in, like, a new one. Yeah, for sure. I think we're getting the cousin one.
1: Um... Well, that's gonna be really hard to explain when you can't actually explain.
0: Yeah, see that that this is a tricky one. This is one of the reasons why I almost don't want them to. I guess you know, like they did it with Ra's al Ghul, and the way that they did it was basically by pretending that Ollie was Batman, um, which they've been doing, you know, with reasonable success since like season one.
1: Um, also, so- and I just I, I'm, you you mentioned uh Ra's al Ghul, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna segue for just a quick minute. Well, then we'll get back to what a terrible idea about Batwoman on Arrow is. Um but I'm watching Gotham, okay, um which I know is a show that you forget exists a lot of the time definitely for sure uh, but Ra Ghoul is in uh the current season of Gotham, and he's portrayed um by um dr Bashir from d space nine um also known as uh the Prince of Dorn, oh yeah, 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 Prince of Dorn got it yeah um one I, of, well the one in, the one on yeah. the chair yeah yeah, yeah, for sure, um and he's really good. And they even, they even kind of do his hair up to like where it has like little,
0: the little, the, the algal, you know, the, sort the, of like streaky feather theme. things. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, I
1: like it. I actually like the season of, of Gotham. Yeah. Quite we kind of go through
0: this all the time. Like, um, Gotham is one of those shows that like I seem to kind of like when I'm watching it. Here's the thing I like Gotham for the first five minutes and last minute of every, or last five minutes of every give, given episode or any given episode. Uh, it's the middle, you know, say 40 that I don't really care much for. Um, um and that's kind of how Gotham falls for me. And so like, right. I, I rarely ever remember to watch it until like, I'm actually sitting down. For here's some reason here's to watch the it. thing.
1: Gotham has slow played a lot of characters. Okay. Did I drop this? Did I, did I drop the spoiler on you about, um, the butch character? Cause Mm-mm. I'm going to drop it right now and maybe this will en- en- entice you to watch it or whatever. Um, he's fucking Solomon Grundy. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Now he's full on Grundy. Like, I was like, what? And I was super confused about it, but, um, but it totally makes sense. Like, when you go back to think about it, cause Butch was always kind of like the, the heavy anyway. Yeah. Um, not, not always that, that intelligent. And then you got Grundy, who's, um, you know, way less than that. Yeah. Um, born on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. And, and they, they kind of have his little origin and all that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um Penguin uh definitely is is uh still a big deal, Riddler. Um I'm early enough in this season right now where the Riddler <laughs> Here's here's the funny part about the Riddler in this season. Uh he's stupid. Okay. Like uh he can't come up with intelligent things at this point. Like he still Riddle is it'll
0: this Batman. What color are my pants?
1: Yeah, like Somebody asked him what was, what was black and white and red all over, and he said a zebra with a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> Technically uh, correct,
0: but not exactly.
1: Yeah, not clever at all. Um, so that's, that's kind of a funny, a funny twist and turn for that. Uh, but anyway, that's enough of my segue. Um, but, uh, you're right. Batwoman on Arrow is, it's going to be super tedious to try and explain without actually talking about the big bat and, Probably pointless
0: yeah I mean, so number one I should be excited for this like that that's the that's the my my i guess crux of this is I should be excited for this in actuality I'm terrified for it because i don't it's it's gonna be kind of hard to do properly because i I'm almost positive for contractual reasons like the best we can get is like oh my my friend in Gotham in much the same way for supergirl season one, like the best we could do is my cousin my cousin my cousin my cousin um
1: yeah, and here's the thing um the fact that this is actually happening on Arrow and that arrow doesn't have the best track record. I'd say there's an 80% chance that Felicity actually is Batwoman.
0: Uh, or or uh Batwoman gets wrecked and Felicity has to save her through some bullshit means. Like I just uh, man the show just needs
1: to die a little bit. Um
0: all right, on uh, happier news. <laughs> uh,
1: Maynard. Maynard put out some some music.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, Maynard and some other people as well, like uh, Billy Howardell. I, actually, it, it's more fair, I think, to say bit that Maynard and Billy Howardell put out some music um, uh, because they're definitely the heart and soul of a Perfect Circle, uh, as much Maynard is uh, Howardell. Um, so anyway, a Perfect Circle came out with a new album. It was released on April 20th. It, was called, it is called Eat the Elephant, and it's a did something. It is something. So, number one, I, I think I mostly like the album. Um, there's a lot going well for it, I think. Um, there's definitely some experimental sounds.
1: Uh huh. Just go in there. Who's in there? Natalie. Oh. She's sleeping on the floor.
0: Oh, gotcha. So, there's a lot going on for this record. Um, so, here's the thing. I guess the, 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 the worst thing I can say about it is, like, if you go back and listen to, especially 13th Step, um, that is very much a, a cohesive thing that flows from one part to the next all the way to the end. It is one of my few, a few, like, perfect albums. Like, it is definitely a Desert Island record for me. Like, uh, I, I love that album front to back. Everything on it is great. And as, as a whole, it is, uh uh, better than the sum of its parts um i feel the same way kind of about lateralis versus any other tool record um like don't get me wrong there's some better tracks on enema um or even Ten Thousand days uh but lateralis as a whole is the better product
1: um uh lateralis is probably i'm gonna put lateralis up at the on the same pedestal that i put um david bowie's Ziggy uh, stardust and the spiders from mars record like it's it's one of those records that um not only is it arranged almost perfectly but the engineering is amazing like it's there's a lot of work that goes into a record like you don't just record songs and throw them on there in any old order like there's a, there's a lot of decisions that go behind like you know where each track goes um and so I mean when you when you think about it in terms like that almost any record that's somewhat decent is actually kind of a feat of engineering um from that aspect alone but uh lateralis is kind of a masterpiece
0: yeah so both 13th step and Lateral share this quality for me which is that um I kind of feel a little bit dirty if I don't listen to the whole album or yeah. if I don't listen especially if I don't listen to it in order like it's one thing if I catch it on the radio and I catch a song you know like also the single. fragile
1: by nine inch nails same thing
0: a- again another perfect example of like there's a lot of good tracks on the fragile, but if you listen to it as a whole taken, you know, one after the other, it it is such a better experience in general. It it is, it is an experience itself. It's sort of like sitting down and watching a movie. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of cool fight scenes in that movie. Um, but you really need to watch the whole thing to glean what it's getting for. And even movies that's, you know, not always the case. Sometimes the movie is literally just one fight scene after the other that you really enjoy. Um, Eat the Elephant definitely doesn't fall in the camp for me. Uh, Eat the Elephant is kind of a weird sort of um, departure in a lot of ways. Like, it doesn't sound... Th- it sounds like a perfect circle, but on the other th- on the other hand, there are th- some things that do not sound at all like a perfect circle to me. Um, some of it is definitely... Uh, uh, there's a couple of tracks in there where it's like, well, those must be leftover Pucifer tracks, which is, of course, Maynard's um, um, sort of uh, side project that he does by himself.
1: His, his um, side project from a side project.
0: Yeah, um, it, I don't really think it's fair to call um, a, a, perfect circle, a Perfect Circle a side project anymore, and I think even uh, they, they are, don't really characterize it as such anymore, but Christopher remains definitely a side project. And um, there's a couple of tracks on this record that definitely feel more like that. Um,
1: more akin to Les Claypool's Flying Frog Brigade. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other tracks too, that don't really sound like anything to me. Like they're not bad, bad tracks. I like them just fine. Um, but they sound a little out of place on the record. And, um, they also sound a little out of place for an, a perfect circle song. Um, the one that I can think of is, uh, for, for sure is so long. And thanks for all the fish. Don't get me wrong. I like that song. Um, it just sounds neither like in a perfect circle song to me, nor does it sound like it belongs on this album. Um, uh and there's some other things like that too. Like uh um gosh, I can't I can't remember the name of the other track that I'm thinking of. But uh th- there's a few few songs on this this album that just don't really kind of fit to me. Uh that said, it is mostly a good album. Like I I do I I do mostly enjoy it. It does have a different vibe than other Perfect Circle albums. It's a lot more chill, I would say in general, and that's um you know, I a 13th step for example wasn't exactly a loud record there are definitely some upbeat songs on it like um um the package the outsider uh pet um etc but it's a lot more morose uh uh just in general like it it's a lot more like a chill this one i, I think follows a little bit of a similar pattern but this is definitely a lower beat there's only a couple of really like uh, um up up you know up tempo, maybe not up tempo is the right word but like loud songs there's only a couple of really loud songs on there like the doomed is the one you probably heard um because that's you know the first single off the album and it's been out for months now um but there's not really a whole lot of that on the record uh that said um some of my favorite lyrics do fall on this album um at least some of my favorite a perfect circle lyrics and some of them actually it's, it's kind of funny because like on first listen i was like oh god i don't like this um the doomed was that for me. I think the doomed. the first time I heard it, I was listening to Spotify while I was like sleeping and I woke up at like five in the morning for no good reason at all. And Spotify was still playing. And then the doom came on and I was like, well, this sounds like a, you know, Maynard cover band. And I was like, wait a second. And then, uh, I, I kind of forgot about it. And then I heard the song again, you know, through similar circumstances. And I looked at my phone and it's like, Oh, that's a perfect circle. And so I looked at that and I actually do enjoy that song more, uh, knowing sort of more about it. So like, I wasn't, you know, it should surprise nobody. Uh, I'm not exactly super up on my church lore or anything like that, or the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. for example. Um, and so, although I did kind of get the reference knowing what, like, he's doing a play on the Beatitudes and stuff like that was a lot more poignant for me. Um, um, and then listening to the lyrics make a lot more sense and sound a lot less like, um, uh, I guess, emo. Um, there's a couple of songs on there that kind of fall into that camp for me with, like, uh, the first listen I didn't really like. But as on subsequent, uh,
1: I, I really, really enjoy them. So. Uh, on a weirder note, Casey and I rediscovered uh, Ten Thousand Fists. But disturbed that is weirder, um <laughs> don't get me wrong, I can't I, like I can see
0: you listening to that. I can see Casey listening to that, but I can't see that being like something that like, Casey like puts on on a regular.
1: no, we used to listen to that a ton um actually, um, and it we saw them at Ozfest in two thousand six um and they yeah. they put on a a fucking fantastic show, actually, they were one of the better acts of the night um,
0: i I think I saw them at Rockfest probably the
1: same year the actually. same year yeah, yeah they they did they definitely did rock fest the same year i think within a week of of the Ozfest show that i saw yeah you know what's sad they don't do rock fest anymore uh i don't know if it's sad or just one of the they don't do Ozfest anymore either but like well they do but it's like not a festival that travels anymore They're yeah well like i mean
0: Ozfest is different because you know ozzy is kind of Ozfest, but um rock fest like i guess music festivals Unless you are no Coachella UFO
1: anymore, so yeah, that's true too. Uh, but uh, people just don't listen to music. I anymore. forget how great of a record Ten Thousand Fists is. Like when it comes to Disturbed records, like the first one was all right because it, you know, it had some tracks on it that that were super. Uh, I don't want to say radio friendly, but like they they were definitely um, singles tracks and whatnot. And yeah. then like Believe came out, and it was a lot mellower. I want to say
0: I cannot remember this is going to plague me actually I'm gonna have to go like when I uh head home from here I'm probably gonna like have a disturbed playlist going off because there's one particular track in that I have in my head that's a little bit different from other disturbed stuff in that um it's a lot less screamy, a lot more melodic. The guitar parts in it are just phenomenal. Like it's mostly a harmony-driven yeah. guitar part and I can't remember what it is. And well, it's I, it's it, cuz I've never I have been a fan and I've listened to a lot of their albums, but I I you know, I would be hard-pressed to name any of their uh songs except for
1: stupefy. Well, and and don't don't get me wrong. Um I like Believe as a record too, but the thing about 10,000 fists um is that it was um there was real emotion behind 10,000 fists because it was when, uh, 43 was still in office. And, uh, you know, there was lots of things to be angry about. And now I think about those things and I don't necessarily trivialize them because 45 is just that much worse. Um, no, oh, that's
0: actually one of the fun things for me is that, like all these records that I really liked when I was a kid, because they had like this nice teenage, like this angst, you know, surrounded by the current political it, yeah. climate. Um, you know, like, um, megalomaniac by incubus. Uh, cause I was definitely heavy in incubus at the time. Uh, and <laughs> that, that song was based, that, that was like a love letter. Dude, to I'm 43. surprised you have
1: the mushroom from their first record tattooed on your dick.
0: Yeah, that, uh, I mean, it was already there. So I just figured <laughs> I'll just stick with it. Uh, and just, if anybody asks, I'll be like, yeah, I got that from Brandon Boyd. Um, but, um, gay. Okay. Anyway, uh,
1: it's, that's, it's not a mushroom. It's VD. Yeah, but,
0: I, I <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's been that element of things, too, like all of a sudden, like it's, it. you know, we've sort of been lulled into complacence by having eight years of relatively normal m- normality uh, because, you know, Bush's years were a fucking train wreck. And then we were like, well, that's over finally. And then the worst thing about Obama <laughs> is that uh, he couldn't get anything done because the Republican Congress like was stonewalling at every
1: fucking step. Like That's how you know you have a good president is Saturday Night Live sucks for four or eight years.
0: Yeah, basically. Um and then we're now at uh fucking 45 and all of a sudden all these records are so poignant again. Um so uh yeah, I I I just yeah, I I totally
1: empathize with you on that side of things. I, I have a completely new respect for American Idiot by Green Day. Like it's Oh, yeah, enough. for sure. <laughs> uh and that guy was on heroin. So, come on. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, music's fun. Um what have I been listening to lately? case and I were listening to I just keep you know my thing is now
0: going down YouTube rabbit holes of like all of these cool live performances and that's been filled mostly with Foo, F- Foo Fighters honestly yeah. maybe because I'm going to a show soon but it's also because they're just fucking good like oh,
1: yeah uh, and I definitely have been hitting the Chris Cornell pretty hard uh what with last week being same. A year, so yeah
0: I didn't that was unintentional but like uh that's all we listened to today with Soundgarden like yeah. um Soundgarden and Chris Cornell so
1: it's nice because I can like, I can start listening to that kind of stuff now, um, without immediately being like, oh man, he's dead. Yeah. Um, to where now I get into it and I'm like, oh yeah, never mind, this guy's dead. Like, yeah, <laughs> never never mind. We're never getting this stuff again. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's music music lately. Um, I guess if there's one thing to say about 45's presidency is like, um, uh, I'm starting to see a resurgence of uh of uh not necessarily like neo punk but just uh music that actually is rebelling against something again for the first I, I time. Like, I like some good you know political rebellion in my music or just like societal rebellion be, yeah political societal is, is fine um but you don't get as much of that when things are i don't want to say near utopian cuz we've never really been near utopian but like we've at least been at a point where like things are progressing in a positive manner for a while mm-hmm. um and so when all of a sudden that stops and things start to regress you're just like oh yeah never mind the man does suck
0: yeah Alright, uh, let's wrap up. We got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, so the first one, um, we're gonna, I think, hit both, both of these pieces pretty quickly. Watchmen HBO TV series character breakdowns are most definitely not what fans will be expecting. And, and that's probably because
1: it's not a faithful adaptation.
0: Right. And so here's what I think. I think we're getting a series set in the Watchmen universe yeah so i i mean that that's the shortest way like i don't think we're gonna see watchmen as a, like an adaptation of the uh you know Watchmen comic book i think we're getting a Watchmen uh adaptation set in that universe i'm still pretty on board for it like honestly that's that's short of it i, I still want to see it
1: i'm i'm a few issues behind on the Watchmen um dc crossover the the doomsday clock uh i think it's about halfway through its run now too um so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think
0: I've I'm on the curious, first issue or two of that. I'm, so. I'm
1: curious about whether or not they're gonna, they're gonna take any of those elements. Like Rorschach, for one, um, like the Rorschach that we're seeing in the, in the Doomsday Clock, um, they keep making reference to the fact that he's not the original Rorschach. So, like,
0: I'll almost. I'll almost guarantee that it's going to have almost no crossover with the current DC things.
1: No, I don't think it'll have DC in it at all. But it'll be interesting to take some of the elements of the Watchmen piece that, and that and use that use... could be. But I bet like they might as well
0: be developing it in a vacuum. As far as I'm concerned, I think I think probably what's happening is that they're adapting like the general feel and tone of the universe and you know the the story beats. Um, and we're going to see entirely new things, um, you know, that we haven't really seen before.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing. Uh... Old uh, Negan, you yeah, JDM GD- re- replies his his role as uh the co- as the, the comedian. The comedian. Yeah. yeah,
0: he actually was a pretty striking. So first off, they they did <clears throat> him they did him right in that. I liked that movie just in general, dude. That movie was money. I liked it a lot. I think I could have liked it better, in, 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 you know, with some tweaks here. Like this is this is another like this is an element of Snyder that I think. Snyder is a good filmmaker but I think he's not a great filmmaker and I think he needs a little bit of help and and, and look I'm not saying like uh, th- I'm not saying that is a derogatory thing um I think that's true for a lot of people like there's a reason why uh, George Lucas's original Star Wars trilogy is so much better than the prequel trilogy and a lot of that reason is
1: his fucking wife uh, at the time and yeah, well not even just just his wife but like he, Lucas was not like the be-all end all of the original trilogy.
0: Yeah, but like the thing when it there comes was, to it, there was like, checks. Yeah. Um, there's very few people I think that can, that are masterful storytellers that get it right on the first pass or, you know, get it right by the time it actually hits the thing, uh, um, without any sort of assistance or help whatsoever. And I, I think that's where I'm at kind of with Snyder is like, he's not a bad storyteller necessarily or a bad, you know, uh, movie maker. It, it's just that with some assistance, he can be so much better.
1: Um, so anyway, that's where I'm at with Watchmen. Um, The thing about Snyder is everybody is, like, a comic book fan to some extent, right? But I don't know that Snyder really fully understood or embraced the DC Universe to the point where, like, when he is in this position, like, he doesn't understand, like, why Superman should be, like, a bright, shining beacon or that's That's exactly the thing like he's got some
0: he's got some great ideas for that universe there's some really cool individual scenes in that movie in those movies he's got some
1: great ideas for an action movie i don't know know that he has great ideas for those things in that universe
0: exactly and that's that's i think the part that's missing a little bit is that um oftentimes he knows he knows how to make great scenes and i'm not convinced entirely that he knows how to make a great movie
1: fucking watch watch 300 300's amazing um right the watchman is a, is a is a terrific movie and i think that's i think that's a property that he probably actually read the, the the graphic novel or whatever and was like yeah i can do this i mean we'll take out the flying pussy monster at the end but you know we can still make it cohesive on film and yeah. did it um then you watch things like sucker punch and you're like well maybe he doesn't fully understand what he's doing
0: yeah but again all the things i i think i could say about sucker punch is that it's a um great set of scenes executed very well but the the the, the storytelling elements the plot yeah, they just don't fall together yeah, and yeah, so- it was
1: fucking a train wreck but
0: so, the, I don't know. that That's the thing with Snyder. I think he's got some really good ideas, and if he can get some help with, like, tying the story parts together, um, it could go really, really well. Because aesthetically, as much as I complain about, like, his color palette, um, um, it could work in a lot of ways. Uh, it's just that he misunderstands the characters at sometimes at such a fundamental level um, that he shouldn't really be in charge of the whole plot. For the his thing. shit
1: with color, he does, he does weird things with color. Like, The Watchmen is one of the few things that I've I've seen where it, se- it feels like his color palette was... Was almost exactly what it should have been for the movie. But well, then, but that's the thing that like that is very much the Snyder
0: palette. It just really, really works for that property. Well,
1: but then you look at things like Three Hundred, which was almost black and white. But then there's color in certain spots, which is is also again because of fine. that particular thing. It works very well. You know, where it um, doesn't
0: really work though. Superman and Batman. Yeah,
1: Superman and Batman doesn't really work. And that's one of the things that I thought was super distracting about Sucker Punch. Was it was like the whole the entire film was shot in like a sepia fucking filter. Like it was yeah. weird.
0: I mean, it, it's a it's a thing that again, it's like a very Snyder thing. Like it's it's like a trademark. Like every director wants to kind of have the stamp on a thing. And, and I think that, with his lens flares. And I think the thing is that that's not necessarily the wrong way to go. Like you you got to have your touches on movies, um, but it shouldn't be so much so that it's like oh, it's distracting. It's like one of the things that that, that I, I will acknowledge Tom Cruise is a pretty amazing actor. The thing that's hard for me is watching anything with Tom Cruise in it. Uh, because almost every movie I watch Tom Cruise in it, all I can see is Tom Cruise. Yeah, people Um,
1: don't really leverage what he can do as often as they should.
0: Yeah, but there's there's a lot of actors for which that falls um th- and it's the same thing with directors too. Like I I shouldn't be watching a Snyder movie and be thinking, "Oh god, this is a Zack Snyder this is a Snyder movie." You know, like any more than I should be watching this and be like, "Uh th- this is very much like a Sh, sh- Shyamalan, uh M Night, you know, like, yeah. oh, this this is the sh- Shyamalan movie." So all this cool stuff they're setting up, where's the twist coming? You know, like uh
1: there's other things you can do with Cruise- movies. Cruz is, is one of those actors who has the rare gift of being in a movie called Jack Reacher and making you forget that his name is Jack Reacher. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Um, so it's like, well, that's a very weird version
0: of Ethan Hunt, but okay, I buy it. Um, uh, okay. So anyway, last piece of news I want to head up and this is actually, we're going to close out on a bright note here because I'm very excited. So number one, I'm going to go off on a little bit more of a rant here. Um, so let's, let's talk about sci-fi for a second.
1: Um, I, this isn't actually our last piece. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually cover our last piece. Okay, then um, you
0: you do it. You do it because I, I want to have the I want to have the out on this one because this is very happy for me.
1: Okay, uh, that's fair. So um, this isn't the show notes at all, but um, Eddie and I had a brief Twitter interaction the other day, uh, wherein we talked about the fact that um, Eddie is disappointed that we're not um, at least in the foreseeable future getting an Obi Wan Kenobi movie. It
0: seems like it's not going to happen.
1: I I, I just I don't. Eventually it'll happen because I think they're going to run out of stuff. The forces are aligned for it to happen. Like uh, I think Ewan McGregor wants it to happen, as does eighty nine percent of the Star Wars fan base. I think at least because he's like one of the few
0: shining bright spots of the prequels, and everybody wants uh, Obi Wan in particular to be done well. Yeah.
1: Um, But what Eddie is. No, and I don't want to say he's overlooking or trashing it, but he um no, it was just Twitter snark. kind like, of being snarky about the fact that we are in fact getting a Boba Fett movie and the Boba Fett movie is going to be um directed by none other than Logan's old uh own James Mangold. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not trashing it. like I know you're not trashing
0: it. I'm okay, like on the surface, this is another movie that like I basically don't care about because I already kind of think that Boba Fett is a vastly, vastly, vastly overhyped character in the fandom. Uh that said, James Fingold uh being brought into the mix, I'm I'm super excited about what this could be. Um I, I think that James Fingold is Fangold f- Fuck. Yeah. Fangold's probably like a character from Tolkien. Um, uh, yeah, Fangor Forest, Fanghorn Forest, yeah. Something <laughs> Close like that. enough. Uh, Mangled. So, uh, so the thing is, I'm super excited about what he can do with the property, uh, because Logan remains, I, you know, I think by the time we hit 2020, it's going to be one of my favorite movies of the decade because it is just really a phenomenal fucking I'm going to go, I'm going
1: to go out on 11 and say that I'm going to be probably 80 and be like, you know what am i gonna oh logan's in reruns let me watch that yeah reruns in vr because
0: that are that's beamed directly to our brains yeah um because we'll still definitely have reruns and we'll still definitely have advertising so you'll only have to stop that every uh, 13 seconds or so for an ad um that's well, a dark timeline uh but we're in the darkest timeline we established that uh, so the thing is like i'm i'm excited for this but on the other hand it's like stop just announce the thing i want please everybody give me the thing i want like you you can't really look at a star wars you know uh, uh, fandom online and not see people being like where's my fucking obi-wan movie and i'm like right on board it's like where's my fucking obi-wan i'm movie? telling
1: you the version of the obi-wan movie that i want is probably not the version that everybody else wants but he's gonna be banging hookers in the fucking cantina like there's no tomorrow See, it's one of the downsides that I think that they did with this is that they
0: they established him being basically out of the gate. Like, so we've seen Obi Wan on screen since he was just a wee little lad, and um, they kind of established him as being like a straight arrow kid, like right off the bat. And that 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 would actually be much more fun for the character if like he was just like a straight up like uh, uh, dealing death sticks and and banging hookers, uh, and, uh, and, and then eventually found his way to the Force. That's and,
1: raised lineage, like that's the thing. Oh, you're
0: still you're you're still a Ray Kenobi, uh, a Kenobi one. So here's the deal: like
1: this is this is obviously like she's younger, right? So it's that Obi Wan has a bastard kid with with a fucking cantina hooker on Tatooine (laughs) that then has a kid who can't afford to keep the kid, which is why they drop her off on fucking Jakku. I, you know, (laughs) man. And that's obviously never going to be a thing. See,
0: we're going to have to go on like but, a half-hour rant on about Star Wars uh, Episode Nine or Episode Eight about at the uh, you know, like the whole like, well, why didn't they do anything with any of this sort of thing? And so I, you know, it could be because we could get to Episode Nine and they do decide to d- revisit some of this stuff. Like, there's many ways in storytelling, you know, in in, in kayfabe so to speak,
1: that they could solve uh, these problems. Kyle going to be like, I told you, you were insignificant. Your fucking grandma was a whore.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> Exactly. And, and like, I know you're like, th- that's off the cuff, but there's lots of ways storytelling wise they could establish, you know, whatever parentage they want. Um, because number one, we're dealing with a shady narrator. Like, you, you can't really trust Kylo Ren as being the authority on whose raised right. parents are. Um, e- even. Even given, like, even, even given, like, nothing else, like, you just shouldn't, you're, you're trusting the villain Last with thing, like, a, a key he's piece he's a of information. Sith
1: Lord. Like, he's, he's trying to mani- uh, manipulate the situation. Man, it's not Sith, but yeah. Well, you know Dark I mean. Force user, yeah, Caesar, yeah blah, blah. It's a Knight of Wren.
0: Yeah. Which, again, we did nothing with in this movie. Fuck, man.
1: Okay, let's not. Let's yeah, what, not. What, what's a Knight of Wren? We're, well let's in not do anybody this. fucking explain to me what let's a not do this is.
0: because i know you're thinking you were you were watching episode episode seven and you're like oh they're gonna talk about that in the next movie for sure uh, but let's not do this in this 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 episode because
1: we, we've already been going for a while have we Uh we're 147 in that's, yeah that's, well, this is comparatively speaking this is a short episode yeah so anyway um
0: the, the, here's the thing the thing is for me like this boba fett movie i don't know i guess it's okay um I'd much rather they do more things uh, outside of the main canon a little bit. Like, as much as Rogue One is definitely a part of the main canon, I'd much rather they go more that direction. Like, I want to see them start, like, for the one-offs, like, if they're going to keep with the Skywalker story, like, and and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think they should kind of do that for the next, you know, like, I could see another trilogy of movies, you know, based sort of around the Skywalker story.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah for the
0: off, the off year movies you know where we get our our solos and our rogue ones and whatever i'd much rather see them branch a little further out from the main canon
1: dude and so i think like, they made a huge mistake with solo and i'm not even positive this is true this is this is this is a rumor that i've read and it's i've not read deep enough to substantiate it but i've heard that not only do you actually see and you guys feel free to blast us on twitter if i'm wrong but um I think you actually get to see Han winning the fucking Falcon from Lando. Okay, so and I, the Kessel run.
0: Let me let, okay, I, I, I hold on, just a second. I got to go find the retweet um that I that I hit with the Twitter thing today uh because it it encapsulates my perfect feeling about this why I I don't I'm not looking forward to this movie and why I think if they did something like that they fucked up. And so um this this is a uh a podcaster I really like uh um, Dan Benjamin, who hosts uh, a bunch of different shows on 5 by 5 he says, The news about Solo's Solo echoes my sentiment when it was announced that this is a Star Wars movie nobody wanted. The best thing about a character like Han is their background is a mystery. Revealing it in a way is like explaining the joke. The magic gets lost. And then uh, another commenter, uh, John Gruber, who's a big Apple nerd, also a huge Star Wars fan, says uh, this exactly. Showing the Kessel Run or showing Han win the Falcon from Lando. Or worse, both is exactly the mistake the prequels made by explaining all the mysteries from the original trilogy. No thanks, and so that's like I I don't, I I don't want them to retread the same ground. Do you you
1: want Medichlorians? Because that's how you get Medichlorians.
0: Exactly. Like I don't want them to go down this path because when you go down this path too far, when you when you go down the path of the dark side, you end up explaining all of these mysteries and that's not what i'm asking for either like i know as much as i said like i'm pissed off that they didn't really follow through with any of this stuff from episode seven that's not exactly what i mean like i don't want them to go back and explain every single fu- like i don't need to know the whole goddamn backstory of the kanja club like i don't want to see you know like in two two or three years we're seeing the Kanja club movie like no, i just, that's wants fine that. that's fine just leave it alone um or we don't we like the obvious Analogue is
1: like a Rathlor, is.
0: Yeah, the obvious analogue here is that in a few years' time we're gonna get a Phasma movie. Like because Phasma is very much the Boba Fett of this trilogy. Like uh very, very, very much the, the closest analog um you're Here's gonna get.
1: The thing, I almost feel like the way they've portrayed Phasma so far has been um not fair to Brian of Tarth. Well, I mean, they, they, like I said, they're doing it just like Boba Fett. Boba Fett
0: was this like, character with all this mystique, this, all this air of it, like, blah, 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 and then, like, four seconds later, he's dead.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. I very much feel like they're trying to make Phasma the Boba Fett of this trilogy, but I don't think they're succeeding. I, I mean, I, think I don't that- think there's legions of people out there going like, oh, yeah, that fucking Phasma's a fucking badass character well i i I, don't, I think
0: it's a little bit harder to do just because of the shorter time frame um and also because of the times that we live in these days where the internet's everything um but the, you know the short story is like uh, i don't know i just go do something else please the star wars universe is a huge massive universe rich with lore you can go all the way into the expanded stuff you can just take inspiration That's... from it there's a lot of stories to be told like we don't need you to explain away every little piece That's of backstory about
1: about about <laughs> ryan johnson's n- new star wars trilogy i think is is kind of exciting to me because they they've already told us that it's not going to be uh um probably set within a piece of the universe that we're super familiar with and that that i'm actually super cool with because yeah. number one i think ryan johnson's, that, think a johnson's, a good johnson's probably more cut out for something like that than he was for something like episode eight
0: exactly um i think he could do really really well in his own sort of little little like uh sandbox. Um, and I think that that it was kind of a mistake giving him the middle film, um, because that didn't really work in most I don't ways, think it was a mistake
1: giving him the middle film. I think it was a mistake, m- like making them write those movies at essentially the same time without knowing really what the other one was doing. Like that's, yeah, that's a good point too. That's, that's not good filmmaking. And I, I would have thought that Disney would have known better, um, cause they've done, you know, sequential things like that before. I don't know. Look at the MCU for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but like Kathleen Kennedy uh, from Lucasfilm, like she's been involved with Lucasfilm for a fucking long time and, and should have known better. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's, that's not, it's, it's terrible planning. It just, that's all it breaks down to is it's a bad decision. So the planning's
0: bad, but like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that even planning, I can't, I, I, I think don't really solve for that. So, um, yeah. Anyway, the short story is like Boba Fett movie, Mangold on board. I, I'm, I, I'm on board for that. That That's that's fine. I just, I think they're making a little bit of a mistake in that, um, thinking that fans have, are only glomming on to this one particular storyline within the Star Wars universe.
1: He's worth a lot to me, Bub. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Wolverine. No, Come I got gotcha. you. Wolverfett.
0: Mix it. Yeah, That that's... That's you know I think actually that's going to be Mangold's con- contribution to this film, and I think that's why it's going to make a bajillion dollars at the box
1: office. Hugh Jackman as Boba Fett.
0: Hugh Jackman as Boba Fett. Um, I, I you know now that you say it, I think so, and I think obviously they, they they have to give him the backstory so that he has the claws in the movie.
1: Yeah, why not? I, th-
0: I think we might just be making a space Wolverine movie. Let's do that. Let's make space Wolverine.
1: Space Wolverine. <laughs> why not
0: there's you know they got comics to draw from on that there's plenty of space wolverine comics old man logan did a good space wolverine moment
1: yeah yeah all right so all right let's 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 do the the uh the jeff bezos happy ending
0: yeah let's do the happy ending no i want to do the scooby-doo ending uh
1: (laughs) that's wayne's world boys and girls yeah most of you aren't old enough
0: reference uh, i'm sure um okay so here's the thing um sci-fi this is going to start off as a little bit of a mini rant because sci fi is a television network um, that used to be called Science Fiction TV or whatever. And they, of course, yeah, shortened it's that.
1: Mostly just been the science fiction channel, sci fi channel, but you know. Yeah, yeah. But they, now they, it's Citi. They,
0: they, they shortened that. They shortened it to, you know, sci fi, the classic styling, S C I F I, sci fi. And then, of course, at some point, some tool uh, around the early 2000s was like, no, we got to branch out. We got to expand our brand. We
1: rebrand, yeah. We're putting
0: the wrestling in there, which, again, we like wrestling it's ecw
1: fine. on sci-fi
0: um, and they were like but that's not really sci-fi and now all we're doing is showing ghost hunter shows so what they did instead was they decided to rebrand and they're going to call everything s-y-f-y sci-fi Sephi sefi um and there's no shortage of fuck-ups from that on um so sci-fi not quite to the level of fox with their whole canceling golden goose properties um, um sci-fi in its most recent blunder has decided to cancel the expanse Um, So here's the thing you need to know about The Expanse. If you haven't watched it, it's one of the best things on TV right now. Uh, Full stop. Number two, critics agree with me. Uh, Number three, so do audiences. Basically, everybody everywhere is rating the show as being amazing uh, because it is a very, very, very good show.
1: Um, Here's the thing about sci-fi that um, I don't understand really all that well and, you know, take it for what it is. But um, Casey and I were huge fans of Eureka. Yeah. Uh, Super fun show. Uh, got a little weird after season four yeah uh but still a fun show um and then it, it at the at its peak at its peak where it's like the most watched show on sci-fi blah 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 all of a sudden there's no more and they're just like well it got too expensive
0: because again this is this is the perfect example of sci-fi this is this is okay so you got the expanse so like let's 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 uh take the expanses as an example you've got this darling of a show that everybody across many many you know different genres love that say is great that you know needs to continue it, it's it's very much like amc's the walking dead you know like when it first came out before it turned to shit or mad men or something like that or hbo with game of thrones um like it is a premiere show it is a it is what i would call an uh, uh halo show in that it surrounds uh their other Properties and brings in more fans because they're going to watch the the expanse and they're going to stick around for whatever the fuck is on next or whatever's on before. If it's the
1: flagship show on a network, it's probably selling subs somewhere. Like people legitimately subscribe to HBO during Game of Thrones time just to watch that show.
0: And so here's where we go deeper. That's that's brilliant that you said that because this is where we go a level deeper. And so sci-fi is canceling the show because they can't make money on it. Why can't they make money on it? Number one, because they're not really accurately counting viewership, um, because they're not really counting uh, um, subs and things like later air dates and stuff like that uh, properly. Number two, the big reason is they they don't have uh, a good distribution model set up for that. So for example, if you have watched The Expanse outside of the United States, you probably did so on Netflix. Which, don't get me wrong, is not the worst thing, but Netflix uh, is not providing uh, sci fi with nearly as much money as they're making off of it, you know, broadcasting on terrestrial cable. Um, so, they kind of fucked up their golden goose uh, in lots of different ways. And so their solution to just cancel it is bad shit crazy because you're taking this thing that's brilliant that everybody loves and so here's the thing even if you're not making on money money on it it's called a fucking loss leader you dumb bastards it's called a loss leader um you bring you take that loss leader and you bring that uh that's the thing that gets people in the door that's your dollar cheeseburger right there that that's the thing that gets people in the door and then you sell them a four dollar fry and then you make the money um and so that's what you do you bring you bring in your expanse you, you, that's that's your dollar cheeseburger. It, it's it's you you lose money on it, even though it's not great. You know, it's not great for your business to lose money. But then the next show is some bullshit that you produce for half the price that you know it just has and, to be passably and average. And your large and then French
1: fry fine. folks is like seven hundred percent profit. So
0: yeah and that's the, the, the it's not it's not a new thing for like any industry the whole Black Friday phenomenon is built on the concept of loss leaders like they they sell you a bunch of shit that yeah they don't you, make you any get your Blu-ray on. player
1: for $5 when you walk in the door at Best Buy but you're probably not going to leave with that you're probably going to leave
0: with $600 of other bullshit
1: that, or maybe you, know. you don't even get the $5 fucking Blu-ray player because it's gone by the time you get there and you're going to buy whatever the second closest thing is which is a $60 fucking Blu-ray player exactly Um, and
0: so uh, th- there's any number of ways in which I can stop and think about this and that that's that's probably one of the most simplistic one that doesn't even wholly apply to tv um but that's one of the most simplistic ones in which sci-fi i just God help you. I, I don't even know how you managed to produce content like this because you managed to, to uh, pull this, like, darling TV property out of your ass that had this humongous fan campaign behind to save. Like, they flew, um not only w- were the numbers for the last couple of episodes, like, amazing, but uh, people actually hired Skywriters uh, or, you know, like, uh, Flying Banner Planes um to run a banner, you know, called, you know, with hashtag save the expanse. It was trending on Twitter for quite a while. Um, lots of people got on board for it and that culminated finally. Um, so once it was rumored that uh, the expanse was getting canceled, uh, it, rumors were that it was getting shopped around to other networks and things like, so maybe it'll end up at Netflix or Amazon or whatever. And then uh, the other day, uh, Bezos was at a thing, pretty big thing, I, I don't know. I just saw the video. It was probably 150 guests or so, and um, he was. Uh, it, it was definitely not a sci-fi TV thing. But he sort of casually mentioned in conversation that uh, the expanse was headed to Amazon, and the the room like just lit up, and that was another like big sign that like holy shit, dude, did you fuck up sci-fi? Because like this is not a room full of sci-fi nerds. This was not like a. It didn't seem to me like a, they weren't like an E3 or Comic Con or something like that. It was like this is a bunch of normal fucking people and when you tell them like that, that amazon's picking up the expanse they went kind of nuts it's probably um, a trade show it might have been but whatever we're talking about like y- you just don't see this crossover like if they were at comic-con i'd have been like oh yeah that's no fucking big deal because comic-con gets excited for everything uh, i mean but trade um,
1: trade show makes sense too because it's in a place where um you're you're basically a, what what a trade show is is this, um,
0: this looked to me more like a fancy dinner party sort of situation. Well, that's, like that's a and, show. and yeah, okay. So, it, you know, Cause, whatever. Cause
1: what you do, what you do is you dress to the nines and you take your fucking product out and see if you can sell your wares, um, ads usually to yeah. uh, a network or whatever. So, um, that's probably what it was. But I mean, here's the thing, sci-fi, you big dumb bastards. Uh, if you're going to cancel something and you don't want it to bite you in the ass later, at least fucking make sure you own the shit when you cancel it too like like that's that's what's crazy to me is there's so many networks that are like "Ah, i'm going to cancel this property oh i guess i'll shop it around and sell it somewhere else like fucking the only show that i have seen that that hasn't really worked for thus far has been um the fucking hellblazer show um constantine but like yeah it's
0: even even at that level like even it
1: like there it like constantine Constantine, i think is going to be a regular on, on legends of tomorrow next year and uh
0: but even that though like that the constantine show like i haven't seen it but by best case i think you could say about it was was it was slightly above mediocre um this is a show and that's for like fans of the genre this is a show that crosses genres like th- this is like a game of thrones like you cannot walk into fucking any office in the country and not hear somebody talking about game of thrones uh, after any given episode airs like uh at the water cooler like this is not like th- this is a halo show in that um it picks up fans outside of the genre that people shouldn't, uh, um, the, 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 you know, it's not like Star Trek nerds. It's like lots of people, you know, crossing various well, boundaries. I guess
1: that's what I'm saying though. It's like, it, it, I mean, it would be an asinine decision for HBO to be like, well, we're just not going to do this anymore. But it would be even more asinine for them to do that if they didn't actually have sole distribution rights for the fucking thing. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. That's. Well, it's like sci-fi manages to produce this like they find the golden goose and it's it's laying these golden eggs and they're like, well, we can't really eat the eggs. I guess we'll give the eggs to Netflix. And then they're like, well, man, this goose isn't really doing us any good. (laughs) <laughs> i mean like it's a product of your own dumb fucking decision making like that that you cannot take a property like this that everybody loves and i you know as much as much as the, the, like this is me being a lot of butthurt about you know sci-fi trying to cancel the expanse thank god the expanse is living on it, it's kind of also me talking back to uh uh 2002 fox when they canceled firefly you know like
1: it's just w- stupid decisions and yeah. oh why did they cancel firefly uh, because it didn't get the numbers that you thought it was going to get. Oh, why didn't it get the numbers that you thought it was going to get? Oh, maybe because you didn't air it in fucking order and you preempted it for every goddamn sporting event that happened that particular yeah, it, fall. Yeah, it's because like,
0: again they took this great property that they just they fucked every left every oh, oh, which oh, and way and you from omitted Sunday.
1: two episodes entirely. Yeah.
0: So anyway, uh, enough ranting. The happy news here, the ha- the very happy news. I'm very happy to announce that uh, uh, that you've already heard probably that the Expanse is headed to Amazon and thus will live on.
1: Uh, Hopefully, that means uh, that the um, previous episodes of the Expanse are also heading to Amazon because that would be nice for people to be able to just click on their Prime and watch all that stuff too.
0: Yeah, I just want you to know. So the thing is, uh, all of my computers at home are named after starships, and uh, um, one of them is definitely the Rocinante. Um And that was early in season one because I, re- I recognized the Expanse. exactly how good that show was early on.
1: So I've not watched it at all. Oh god goddamn! You, 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 mostly, I haven't watched it because you keep telling me how much I should, and I'm just like, well. You I'm, get, a, I'm it, a prick.
0: This is going to be like Game of Thrones where you're not going to get to it until like season 6 or some bullshit like that.
1: <laughs> well, season 6 seems unlikely at this time, but we'll we'll see.
0: I, I dude, I think they'll make it because I think it's going to be fine at, at Amazon because How many they,
1: seasons how many seasons did did Sify have? Uh two, this, they, three? they're
0: on their third right now. And so I think presumably they were four goes to Amazon. Thir, thir, yeah. Season three, I think is done and it, it'll probably finish up at a uh, Siffy, um, but they'll end up at Amazon afterwards. So I think there's a good chance they get at least another couple seasons out of it. Um, because I think at Amazon, it's probably going to be like, that's the thing with Amazon, their priorities are a little bit different. And so Amazon doesn't necessarily need to make a ton of money off of it or even make money off of it. All it has to do is net them some more prime subscribers. And I think this is kind of that show, like just like, uh Star Trek and CBS All Access. Like there's a reason why Discovery was all access first um and there's a reason why it sold a bunch of fucking subs and i think that that's going to be the similar thing here is i think there's going to be a lot more people who are willing to try out prime um over the course of a year because i think uh, if i was
1: cbs with the discovery thing though i really honestly think i probably would have done the entire first season on cbs and then done season two on all access because for all intents and purposes the first three episodes of discovery to me weren't like Oh, I gotta buy the subscription.
0: See, actually, I would have taken a little bit of a uh, mark out of um, Sci-Fi's page, and I think the the thing is, I don't think Battlestar was originally intended to be a series. I think they they were just gonna do the miniseries, and that was it. But yeah. it had such a huge. Uh, uh, traction, um, that they went on anyway. And I think that's what I would have done. I probably would have shown the first couple of episodes, um, which in all, for all the, purposes. Well, the
1: first two episodes were essentially like a, a, a two hour cold open for Discovery anyway. So you could have exactly. done that as, as, as just I, that. I
0: think I would have straight up aired that on CBS, CBS proper. Just done Let it as, as like a little mini movie kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been, it would have been like a well, the they Biggest did. trailer. They did.
1: That was on CBS. The oh, first really? episode was. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that, then, then, then fine. That, that, that's, that's the strategy I would have gone with too. If, if, my goal was sell, subscri- sell my problem is i don't know that access. i don't
1: know that that episode sold me a subscription <laughs> like i really enjoyed it toward the end um and it it, it did oh, it, it, like, it definitely would have me to me I, every I, episode I, I think was better than the last but um to me it like it didn't feel star trek-y to me until we got about to that mid season one point and yeah, then we I'm went just... like full mirror universe and shit like that and i was like oh fuck i'm in you yeah. know so,
0: see, I think for me, I was on board pretty much from the f- probably the first or second episode. And, and like, um, as much as everybody else was bitching about it, like, I, I get why Trekkies were upset about it, but, um, I was just excited. So, I think that would have probably gotten me in, in the door. So,
1: Discovery is one of those weird dichotomies, uh, to me, where it's like people ask me, they're like, Well, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and you know me. So, would I like Discovery? I'm like, You know, I can't tell you you'd like it or not because. To me, like it doesn't start out Star Trekky, but then it ends very much Star Trekky. Even though it is still de- definitely a little bit darker than what we're used to, yeah. Um, but it's also wartime Star Trek, so
0: it's it's a good show. Like that's the thing. Like I think I think that it's 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 connected enough to the property, but it's also a good show, and that's really what I'm looking for. At it's the end like of the day. trying it's to compare
1: uh, the David Tennant doctor to the fucking William Hurt doctor. Like,
0: well. I mean,
1: (laughs) they're the same doctor, but
0: there's a lot of things you can compare it to. Like, it's like, I like Battlestar in 1989 or 1980. Would I like Battlestar in 2000? I I don't know. I mean, maybe, probably. Uh, there's a lot of similar characters there. There's a whole fucking lot about it that's different. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Um, in fact, that, that ended up being one of the best shows of the, you know, the decade. So. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for this week, uh, folks. Uh, if you like or want to rant about it or just tweet congratulations to me because I personally saved the expanse, um, you can go to at whatever show on Twitter.
1: Um, we are facebook.com slash whatever show if Facebook is your thing.
0: Yep. Um, we only mine most of your data, not all of it, though. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want to, you know, we will mine all the data if you want to. Um, and if you do, you just got to give us some money. We can go to sponsor at whatever.co.
1: Yeah, um, and like always, if you want to bitch at us via email, um, questions at co will be how to do that. Um, or you can even ask us questions. Yeah. Uh, okay. You should be like, hey, you guys haven't covered X, Y, or Z, or how fucking yeah, big is Chewbacca's I'm not, dick. I'm
0: not going to wrap the alphabet, but I'm willing to talk about a lot of things.
1: Yeah. Um, um. And let's face it, if you actually request that through the sponsor email and give us money along with it like
0: wrap the alphabet yeah
1: you know what we'll set up we'll set up our fucking paypal to our gmail account and like you you can give us five dollars and eddie will wrap the alphabet yeah for sure um there's not a lot we won't do for five dollars
0: me and my kids actually did learn quite a lot of alphabet aerobics um so that's a teaser for our patreon subscribers um
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh jesus
0: all right guys see you next week
1: later